0: From downtown, this is Tim Kitzer from NBHM, and you're listening to Nintendo Main Podcast. Boom Shakalaka!
1: This week on Nintendo Main, we break down the big Nintendo Switch releases that are coming out through the rest of the year, and have we seen the true face of Mario?
0: Splatoon Three. What's that?
2: I return to Monkey Island. <laughs>
1: I thought about putting it at the beginning of it is tunic the best game of this year i think one of us a couple of us might think that welcome to nintendo Mini podcast episode 341 your place to hear nintendo fans talk about the mario movie direct which has not happened yet just want to let everybody know we actually have to record this before the direct happened but we're going to talk about what we've seen as far as like the poster and that picture which is probably real We'll talk about that at some point. But yeah, your place here, Nintendo fans, talk about that and Tunic, which could be one of the best games of the year, and maybe all and the the uh, the onslaught that's coming in the next three months of Nintendo Switch games that are being released. Which I broke it all down just because I wanted to know to prepare my wallet for the ultimate destruction that's coming. I'm not getting that much, <laughs> and I've already got some of it. So, but anyway, I, I just wanted to know what was on there, and I've just been throwing stuff, extra stuff on there. I'm not even going to buy just to, just to just to fatten it up. Just make, just make it a little meatier, you know. Anyway, we are your hosts. I'm Trey, under the upside-down Holy Cross, anything is possible. Johnson.
0: I'm Jeremy, just foxing around, Makowski.
1: And I'm John Brush, three dinner. That's a reference to that one guy from that one game, I think. What is it? This uh, is
0: true. Ape, Ape Ar- Archipelago. I can't remember what that game's called. <laughs>
1: Let's start off the show as we normally do and talk about games that we got and games that we've been playing. Yeah, <laughs> I guess uh, the big one I really was excited to talk about was Tunic, because uh, I I was the only one that had played it last week, and I mentioned it to Jeremy, and you were like, oh, maybe I'll play it. And then I've seen that you've been hitting it pretty hard ever since.
0: I think I think that game came at a good time for me. I think I needed it.
1: Yeah. And also, John uh, John's birthday was in between podcasts, so Happy I, birthday, John. So I, I threw, you, you. threw you some eShop credit for the birthday. Yeah, I appreciate
2: there. that. I got gifts from Trey and from, from Jeremy, so I bought a couple of things, too.
0: Yeah, we're pretty good. Including tunic.
1: And I and yeah. I and I well I I sent it to you and I said I highly recommend Tunic. Little did I know how intense tunic can be. I, I felt kinda of bad after <laughs> actually after some of the bosses I was playing, I was like, Man, now I feel bad. I made you I told you, you had to play these games that are really hard. It's definitely very difficult, but I think it's very rewarding. I'm
3: loving it.
0: I'm loving the boss battles too, which to the point of screaming at the TV and dancing when I beat them, like it's it's awesome.
1: Oh my god, yeah. No, I've uh
0: I did a yeah, dance. it really last make
1: night. it really. There's a couple times where I got real close to like trying to snap my controller in half, but I didn't. I mean, I don't do that anymore because I have to buy my own controllers. But, but there <laughs> were a couple times where I was like, eh. so I, I, so all right, um, let's just let's just go straight into Tunic. I thought maybe we'd wait for a minute, but uh, let's just talk about it. Um, I, I beat it actually. I just beat it today. That was my plan was to beat it in between shows. I wanted to get it out of the way because a uh, Automata is gonna be out in a couple hours for Switch, and I just wanted to. You know, clear out, tunic and, and right be, able into to, it. be able to jump right into Nier, which actually Nier has been getting great reviews. Apparently, a lot of people are saying it's the best, one of the B, the best ports on Switch, which wow. I which I thought, I mean, it, it's Platinum's doing it. Platinum and Nintendo are pretty close, so I, I had a good idea that they would do a really good job bringing it over. So, I've heard people, like, loving loving the port. Like, it's been getting very good reviews, like nines and tens, a couple tens from, from some places. So, wow. people are really digging it. So, so some excited. places
0: gave multiple reviews? of tens?
1: Well, I mean, like, I mean, um, multiple review places are giving in. I mean, I'm saying, I've seen a lot of nines and tens from different places.
0: Yeah, I mean, I'm trying to remember like the one, I, I feel like the one that I've seen that was the best port was uh, that I saw, like, side by side was Cuphead. I don't know if you remember watching that video.
2: Yeah, that, that was a great port. Like, yeah.
0: almost, I mean, it was identical. You wouldn't be able to tell the difference between it running on other consoles.
1: Yeah, I don't know. I mean, well, I mean, near it, it's interesting because near Automata actually came out the year that the Switch came out so it's that old it came out in 2017 originally
0: at on, the same on, time on it
1: playstation came out. 4. so it's been like five years since i don't know i, I always fe- i felt like uh platinum's pretty savvy as far as like technology goes and they work yeah. closely with nintendo for like bayonetta and like astral chain and stuff like that so i think that they may have i mean who knows maybe they got some fucking help from uh from the Xenoblade guys too. I don't know, <laughs> you know, what I mean those, they yeah. seem to be working on everything so. But I figured that it would be it would be a pretty good port just because of like I said how much they've done a lot of exclusive Switch stuff. So they're very familiar with the system and they've been programming for it since it started and all that. So
0: as interested as I am in the game, I actually don't really know what it's about. I just like it looks cool visually, but I don't know what
1: I mean, from what I heard, it's kind of a—it's another one of those Blade Runner games, which I love. Mm-hmm. I mean, well, Xenoblade Chronicles Three is totally Blade Runner as well, but it's the same sort of thing, like a future where like you have these robotic people that aren't supposed to have feelings, but they're protecting the world. And what I'm really in, what 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 really interested me about it is the fact that people said like you know the game is like twenty hours, but once you beat the game, you're you're supposed to keep playing it, and there, and there's like multiple endings, like there's like fifteen or sixteen different endings. And and the game and the game changes like from some of the reviews that I've seen, uh, the game style changes on a whim. Like all of a sudden you're doing a bullet hell shooter, and then you're doing a two D like um, a two D platformer. Like it'll just will change from one thing to another, and it always seems completely seamless. And I'm really interested in that. And yeah, it's a it's it's a it's all about uh you know being robotic and death and all that stuff, which is totally into that. I mean that's kind of how Xenoblade's all about death too, but. I dig it. Death and Robots. Really excited to play it. Yeah, Death and Robots, yes. I guess Tunic can be kind of about death, too. But anyway, Tunic, I started playing it last week. I was like, yeah, no, Tunic's kind of cool. And I just had no idea how. And and last week, I was like, well, I beat the first boss. You know, it was kind of hard. And then I did the one after that that was bigger. And that one actually ended up being really easy because I found a way to get behind it. And if you get behind it, it can't attack you. But the what, what, what I really like about all the bosses of Tunic, and all of them, yeah, they do ramp up in difficulty every time. And I saw people, like, some people saying that as a negative aspect of it, where you kind of have to, you know, you have to spend a lot of time on the boss when you get to the boss. So you might get stuck for a while, and you might get kind of frustrated with it. But some of them are just, I don't know, I just, like, it was really cool to just, like, have to try to figure out how to strategize about it. Like, have you... uh I don't know. I don't. I don't uh, John. John has it. Like you got it from the money that we gave you, but you but you barely played it. So you you barely, barely played it. it. Yeah. I mean, the oh, sword. I, the I sword. don't know.
0: That's it's a, a bit of a chunk into it. You know, that's the
1: sword's a... two seconds from the beginning. It's the, not really.
0: It's the it's, first. Just right of... up the
1: ramp. <laughs> you go right up the ramp and find. I mean, I missed that, it. That's not really true. It,
2: it's no. it, it's a good twenty minutes. Like first, you first uh, we were talking about me, this me and Jeremy before the the show, but. But you go into the cave and you think it's going to be like the Zelda thing where you just walk in and grab the sword right away, and instead you get a stick. And so it's like, oh, okay, this is going to be a little bit. I, I, for, I you know what?
1: I forgot about the stick. I thought the stick was yeah. where the yeah. sword was.
2: Yeah. So you're you're using the stick for a good twenty or thirty minutes, and uh, there was a bit of a challenge uh, up until the point where you get to the sword, and so that kind of told me like this is going to be a little bit of a harder game, and I'm going to have to rely more on the dodging and the rolling then
0: percent
1: uh, Yeah, you, yeah. you, you got to dodge like crazy. Well, I mean, yeah, it's a
0: And you got to watch that stamina meter.
1: Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, have you uh yeah, and you and you, you can upgrade some of those to a point as well like your uh like how hard you hit and like your defense meter and your uh, and your stamina and your and
0: your Which your I didn't figure out stuff. until I said, I it, you I said it last week.
1: It. You got to do it, man. <laughs> I didn't figure it out until the first boss I didn't part. listen back
0: to the full show. I mean, yeah. listen to some of it, but I forgot, and I was like trying my hardest to figure it out, and I didn't figure it out until I had already gone through. I think I had gone to, I went to the frog, frogs domain or whatever too early, and I went through that whole thing.
1: Oh, you went to the ruined atoll like that early?
0: Yeah, I didn't get the, um, I didn't get the item there, but I did get. Yeah, I did end up like doing a lot more. I, like by the time I was, I figured out how to level up. I was able to level up multiple times, mm. and. uh also, I had already kind of done some stuff out of sequence. And then I also I, I, didn't I did figure a,
1: out... Yeah, I, I did a bunch of stuff out of sequence, too. Like, especially that part, the ruined atoll part, because uh, yeah. I, I couldn't fig- I didn't realize that you, that you don't get the... You don't know, basically get the hook shot, or it's called the magic orb or whatever. You don't get it until you go into the frog area. And I thought you had to get it to go into the frog area. So I basically went to every part of that area that isn't the frog area. So I went Same to way. all these places that I... Thought you maybe you weren't supposed to go to, but I went to all of them, and I'm like, what do I do? And then I and I found out later there's like the warp in the middle or whatever, and it's like, and I was way ahead of it, and but that's part of the game. The game doesn't really, that's I mean, there's there's a lot of things about Tunic that really reminds me of you know original like eight bit gaming, like like I said last week, like just dropping you right into it, not telling you anything, which is very much like Metroid, and also it does kind of have it has a very Metroid thing that happens at some point. I don't know if you're there yet, Jeremy. Like, have you been? Has something happened to you yet? To your character, has it changed from day to night in the world yet?
0: Uh, maybe I'm not as far as I thought. I am. Uh, I think you
1: would know if 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 it happened to you.
0: I am. So I'll tell you where I'm at. I am fighting.
1: Can you still see the color of your fox's fur? Or are you a different color now?
0: I don't see a different color. I have a mask on.
1: Yeah. Oh, so you see, so you got the mask, so you don't get hit by the miasma or whatever it's called. The, right. The stuff that, so yeah. I
0: am on the boss of that area. That's oh,
1: I'm oh oh whoa. Oh, are you talking about the the um what was it like the scavenger or whatever he's called? The one with yeah, the yeah. oh yeah, that one was that's one of my favorite bosses because it's hard as fuck, but you have to be so defensive on it, and I really like that about it.
0: I just got to it like maybe thirty minutes before we started, and I tried it four or five times, but haven't figured out his pattern yet. Which yeah, you have to learn the patterns. You can't just go in and win; it doesn't work that way.
1: That guy, you just have to be on the defense. You have to be—you have to block everything, and you got to play the long game with that one. You got to just block everything he throws, and like get a couple cuts in. But but you don't like his defense is so high that you don't do much damage. Like whenever you hit him, so you just basically got to like just block everything and block everything, and eventually you'll get there. But you gotta you gotta play the long game. And I really like that one because I'd never played a boss that was all like. It was like that. Most of the time I just go in swing, but this one's like if you go and swing you'll get knocked out pretty quickly. So, yeah. so you really you gotta def- you gotta know all the attacks and you gotta defend all the attacks. Actually you're you are nowhere near the end then if that's where you're at. You're like maybe halfway through the game. So wow. so I don't wanna I'm not so I'm glad that I described it the way that I did. So <laughs> there's a there's a big event that'll happen later that will kind of remind you of other Metroid games. Other gotcha. Metroid like games so so you got some you got some
0: time. I mean I've seen some, some pretty crazy shit. that's what made me think I was towards the end, and also based on the the manual of the game and like the the way the table of contents works, that's what made me think I was near the end.
1: yeah, the manual is great actually like i I mean I love the manual,
0: and it wasn't until I got the table of contents that I actually figured out what i was I was supposed to do, and so yeah, it took for fucking ever before I realized where the first dungeon was. I will say that it took me a really long time to get there.
1: Yeah, because you you have to collect the three keys, like very much like very much in Zelda, where you have the three things that you get, and then when you get the three things, everything changes. Like that's how that's how this game works too. Minor spoilers, but you probably figured that. Like once you get the three keys, everything's going to switch. So you're not. So yes, yeah, so you're you're just at the beginning. You're at the beginning of the pain <laughs> with with that mm-hmm. guy. There's there's much more to come. After that, if you need any help, let me know. I, uh, I spent a lot of time on these, on these fucking bosses. No, I'm
0: looking forward to like, put some serious time into it tonight after we record.
1: I mean, I want to talk about it, but I don't want to get like super spoilery because neither of you are there and I don't want, I never was planning on getting spoilery with it. I just wanted to say like enough of what it is. I'll just say this much. Like you, you were like on the, you were on the cusp. You're on like the very 1% of what this game has as far as secret goes. Like, I just full on went into the internet and just looked up all the fucking uh, tunics, tunic secrets. And holy fuck, like, there's no possible way that anybody would actually figure that shit out on their own. Like, there's, there's like one secret. So, there's, tw- there's like 13 secret, like, uh, treasures that you can get in the game for right. the fun of it. And one of them. This is, I'm just going to say it. It's not really that spoilery. One of them, you basically have to stand in a pond and like press pause and like turn the audio on the game's option all the way down and wait for like 10 seconds and then turn it all the way up and then wait for another like 10 minutes and then it starts. How would anybody ever know how to do that? That's pretty dumb. I'm just saying it's really, and there's this whole golden path, as they call it, where you basically have to find the images of every single page of all of the manuals and put them all together and make them all into directions that you use on your D-pad and enter enter like 30 different directions in front of a door that will get you to the final page of the manual. There's some ridiculous shit in there. (laughs) That's all I'm saying. So if you want to find everything, you got a long time with Tunic. I just I just beat it with without the good ending and just called it a day. That's what I did.
3: But,
0: well, that's what I was planning on doing. I just yeah. <laughs> wanted to get through it without consulting the internet
1: and all the stuff that I said isn't isn't really going to make any sense to you. That's not exactly what you have to do in the in the water, but it's pretty fucking
0: close. <laughs> like some of these well, I mean, things I are don't like care about dumb shit like that. Yeah, some of these things s- are like what the
1: fuck. But one thing I will say is something that I should have known from the beginning. If you ever see a treasure like on the screen that you can't get to and you're not sure how to do it, look at the map in your manual. Because like 90% of the time, the manual shows you how to get to it. And it'll just be a little line like drawing through the wall and it'll just kind of point you to where you go. So find where you are on the map and it'll show your character on the map wherever you're at. It'll, it'll show you how to get to these to these treasures. And it's really talking cool. about the
0: map in the manual?
1: yeah the manual map will we'll show you where it will show you secrets if you know if you know what you're looking for it'll show you how to get there which it was re- which I really because because I was stuck on the final final boss for a while so I kind of did what I did in Metroid dread where I went back and tried to find all of the potions because you get because you can get a total of uh nine potions that you can refill your life with as you go through so I went back to try to hunt them all down and I went back I'm to find six right now. I went back, actually, I only had six, too, at the very end, and I was like, well, fuck, there's nine? I should—I obviously missed some shit. So I went back, and there's pieces. They're kind of like heart pieces, so you put mm-hmm. them together, and then you get, there's like, a There's three per, yeah. per potion bottle. And there was, like, six that I missed, so I went back and I found those. And also, there's the abilities. I'm sure you found those little ability cards that are in there. Have you found those yet? That actually reminded me a lot of uh,
0: I don't completely understand Oracle of them.
1: Seasons thought- and Ages reminded me of that, where you kind of I thought like they put were them just together like and they're your... stuff.
0: I didn't know for sure what they were. I thought they were like um, basically relics That's kind of what I think of them.
1: Oh, no, they do stuff. And they're very important, actually. you you really.
0: Well, I have, I did yeah. find one. Like,
1: Well, you found the mask. Yeah, yeah. Well, the mas- mask, mask is super so... important because where you're at, you can't get through it without like, without that keeping card, the right. miasma out of, you know, because so you, you run into these like um, things that destroy the world where like your life bar will go down. Like you'll lose life, yeah. but it will also like shrink. Which sucks. So if you yeah, don't, don't have get that, that mask, how they do that. yeah. So so you need the mask for that sort of thing because otherwise it's like, well, I can't heal myself now because now I only have twenty percent of the health I used to have. That sort of thing. But and and uh have you figured out? Did you figure out what to do with the wells yet? Yes. Okay. Because you because and you, I figured
0: that from yeah. the I figure that out from the manual just from like interpreting what.
1: Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. A lot of it'll show it to you. But the, the part about, like, uh, doing your buffs and stuff, I I there's, like, a very small section of it on the manual, and I don't think I would have figured it out.
0: I don't understand the cards, to be honest. In fact, I thought when you got a coin, you were supposed to somehow put it inside of the card where the, there's the hole in the card. Oh. That's what I thought yeah, at I first, and then I'm like, well, that doesn't work. I don't know how to do that. And then, yeah, that's like, well, a well, a coin, that kind of makes sense. And then I looked at it, figured it out in the manual as well.
1: Yeah, you throw a certain amount of coins in the well, and you get, and you can have more cards that you on you at once. That's basically
3: what
0: happens with that. So I'm at three of those right now.
1: Oh yeah, I have three. I have three as well. But the cards, the cards are really cool. Like there's one, there's a card that can basically change uh, your potions to uh to refill your magic instead of your health. So you can do that if you just want to have like an all full on magic attack against somebody. Which I've actually seen people beat the final boss with that. I tried doing that, but you can't heal yourself doing that. So that's a little bit more difficult, but there's like stuff like that where you can kind of switch it around. Or like I had it where like you get an anklet where you move quicker. Like I was using that. And also I figured like that's the, what that was. And, and then also, I, the also there's heart, the little vine that like makes your, uh, makes your stamina go away a lot not as quick as well. I using both of them. And then
0: the heart is, uh, is like for luck, right? So you find like the enemies drop items more often. I think
1: they drop hearts. They drop life. Okay. Is, is the idea. And that's the only way. They and, and that's, just... and that's what reminded me of the game boy color, uh, legend of zelda games because there was actually a thing that you could equip that would make enemies drop more hearts when you killed them so it Mm. reminded me of oracle of ages and seasons there
0: well then i think i've had kind of the right idea with what these are i just don't know what each of them does i have quite a few of them i just don't know what they all do
1: have you found any of the fairies yet not the evil ones the good ones
0: i'll say i've only found the evil ones
1: yeah, I never found any of the good ones, but apparently there's a whole side quest where you rescue a bunch of fairies, and I don't understand any of it. But like I said, it's 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 a, it's the iceberg of games. Like if you once you start looking at just like some of the secret stuff, it just goes and goes and goes, and it's like holy shit, man! You could if you wanted to, you could play this game for a long time. Like they really, and it's like a, and I think it's like a single developer too. Like I mean, it, it was like they don't have that much of a team. You know, it's just like one main guy doing it. And I was saying it's really impressive, like for what it is.
0: It's really well polished. Um, what was I going to say? Oh, another thing, I didn't figure out that you could hold the A button down to do stuff until quite a, quite a ways into the game. Oh, to pray? To yeah. like
1: with the. Oh, yeah, I didn't either. Uh, that took me a while. I found it in the manual, but it was. And after then I, the fact. once I figured
0: it out, I was doing it in all the wrong spots because I misinterpreted like, what the manual was telling me to do.
1: Oh, yeah, yeah, this, there's those big, well, you know, there's those big, like, obelisks yeah, that, like, it out. Re- react Eventually, to it or whatever. But... Yeah, it took me a while to figure it out later, but what's cool is you can go back to the ones that you were at before and unlock new passages and stuff like that Yep. through that.
0: Another thing this game does really well, and it, it reminds me of um, Castlevania, like, the uh, Metroidvania-type games, and also, like, uh, Zelda uh, Links Awakening specifically, you open up a lot of like quick travel passes, and in, 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 in the sense that like yeah, I was gonna say, did you'll you figure it out? out? A, you'll throw out a bridge, and then now you can like oh well yeah, yeah I figured oh. that out too. Yeah. But uh, no, but I'm just saying like you'll go through a really difficult area, and you'll be like fuck. But then like yeah, yeah. you'll <laughs> drop a little rope down, and then that takes you right back to right by the save point, and you can go save, and then come right back up.
1: Oh yeah, keep yeah. going. Sometimes no, that's really good actually. That first that first boss that I had trouble with. Uh, the, what was it the, the the captain or the guardian or whatever it's called the one in the mm-hmm. west in the west garden hey you can drop that little like rope down and then you can just kind of go right up there without getting hit and then that's really cool that mm-hmm. you can do that there's a part later of minor minor, minor spoil it's not really gonna spoil anything Th- i remind this reminded me of you jeremy because there are, are invisible enemies later which reminded me of what you said. I've run from into Elden them
0: because, Rink. like I said, I went. I kept going through all these areas I wasn't supposed to yet. I've oh, so you've through, seen them? Okay, yeah. I've gone through that whole area, and I the just graveyard. Get, yeah, I've gone through that whole area as far. Oh, as I didn't know. I, I didn't can. know you
1: could go there in the daytime. Yeah.
0: Okay. Well, I, I never. Know. I never yeah.
1: went there until the event that happens that won't be named which happens later. Anyway, uh, they, yeah, that's the same sort of thing. Like I, I got to the graveyard part with the invisible enemies and I was just getting killed. And I'm like, I'm like, ah, I don't really like this. But then I found a ladder that I knocked down and I could avoid all of the invisible enemies and go past them all. And I was like, okay, well I can accomplish something. So I feel better now. And I, and they've done that really well, like where you can find ways to, yeah, find, you can kind of make your own shortcuts within the, within the game. And I was going to ask you, I guess you already figured out the, the gold plated, like, uh, Fast travel and all that stuff—that's in. Yeah, there. I figured that out. It took page me a while and to and figure that out as well.
0: You do eventually get a page of the manual that. Yeah, it'll show the you all out. of it.
1: Show you where everything goes, and and even in the far corner, there's an extra one which you will do later. That's in the manual, but it doesn't say what it is yet. But no, I, I love that manual so much, and it's a. Uh, I just—it's so cool. It's just a cool idea. It's like think about. Playing like virtual console stuff and looking at old manuals, like just imagine if those old manuals actually meant something to the game. And I think that's so cool, like how they did with this, where it's like you know, it's, it basically the manual is the only type of story for the game. Is reading, yeah, is reading the manual, like what you you know. Otherwise, yeah. it doesn't really tell you anything, and that's kind of you have to figure out what you need to do, and and it'll show you like when you find a little secret door or whatever if you look at the manual it just shows it flat out there it's like oh well yeah there's a door there but you can't see it because of where the camera angle is and all that but i'm glad i'm glad that you've liked i'm glad you've been into it because uh i thought it might be one that might you know that might work for you
0: yeah i was like uh not feeling super great um i talked about it a little bit last week just a yeah. friend passed away and stuff and i wasn't feeling that great and uh i went to bed pretty quick after we got done recording last week and i woke up and i just was like i don't i i just can't work today like I was feeling pretty sick, too, to be honest. Like I had a headache and stuff, so I called in. I don't call in very often, but I called in, and I was at home, and I was like, you know what? I'm going to play Tunic today, and I just started playing it, and it, it was great. It took me to this little world I could escape to, you know? And the
2: soundtrack. You goes- need that mm-hmm. little diversion just to process things like that. This is yep. the kind of game. It's also very, uh, in my brief experience with it, it's very meditative and serene. Yeah. at least at least this least the opening part <laughs> yeah. you have to admit you have to admit <laughs> just wait yeah yeah it's
1: a, it's a, it seems really peaceful at first but it'll it's definitely gonna kick your ass
0: but there's still there are peaceful moments
1: i didn't feel like it was mean about it like i uh like i really like i really like the exploration but it's also like you know where you gotta like you gotta be careful because you might get you might get killed and i like the real like i love the risk reward thing with the with the save system which i think we talked about last week but you know how like if you save, it's like the blood moon. Like when you save everything, everything comes back to life. So you can't like kill a couple things and then go save because then all the things you killed will come back again. So you have to kind of like wage how you're going to do it and all that. And it's really cool. Like it's, it felt like it's, you know, it's when you look at it at first glance, you're like, oh, it's like a Zelda-like. But it does all these things that, that make it like its own game aside from that.
2: There's one thing I don't understand is when I die, sometimes when I come back, there will be like a little ghost of me sitting there at the point where I died and I'd like touch the ghost. I get money or something.
1: Yeah. That's a, that's a dark souls thing. That's a souls like thing. Yeah. It's basically mm-hmm. when you die, uh, they, they did it they've done it in uh what was it? It was in fucking uh, shovel night too. Like they've been doing it yeah. for a while, but it's, a, it's like basically like, like you die, but you, but it's like when you die, you don't fully die. Like you're, you're able, if you can make it back to where your body was, you can collect the things that you had and not fully lose all of it. Even though this one, is just like you lose 20 bucks, which is not that big a deal.
0: Yeah, I was going to say it's 20. It's really, it, it almost doesn't matter at all. It, it matters more in the early part of the game, but later into it, it's like, who cares, you know? Not to mention, you're probably going to be playing through the same part over and over again, so you're just going to keep <laughs> retreading your path over and over.
1: There, I mean, there is one thing, though, like if you go back, if you're like stuck on a boss and you keep dying and you come back to the boss and you don't like touch your ghost form and get your 20 back you will like it will like eat into whatever amount of money that you have and you'll have way less after that but one really good thing about it that actually helped me beat the final boss i don't know if you noticed this yet but when you touch your ghost if the boss is close enough to it it will stun them it'll, it'll, like, it it like cuz it kind of show it kind of like makes this big explosion that goes out and if and they're within does. that radius it'll stun them and you can actually mm-hmm. use it to stun bosses to have to get some extra I, noticed, I noticed that in.
2: about regular enemies too. It'll stun the regular It'll enemies. It'll stun so. everybody, yeah.
1: But but yeah. but when you're stuck on a boss, it really helps. Like it helped me a lot for the final boss. There's a there's a part later in the game, and that now that I was hoping you'd been there, <laughs> you'd been there so I could talk about it, but I won't talk about what happened in it. anyway. It was like it was it it was like harder than any you know every boss is harder than whatever boss you felt before, you've played before in this game. I got lied to. I was reading the IGN wiki and they're like, well, this boss is the hardest boss, and all the other ones will never be that hard. And I'm like, and then everyone after that keeps getting harder and harder. I'm like, you're full of shit. You gave me hope from the beginning, and you're so wrong. Anyway, there's a part in the game that's like uniquely hard, and uh, and I was like kind of upset about it, and I was like I couldn't make it through, and I and I'm like I'm gonna go to bed, but I kept thinking about it. and I had this idea in my head. About how to do it. And I went to sleep and I had like all these dreams about the boss. Like I had this dream where like, where like Jess like left me cause I couldn't beat the boss. And there's, and I had wow. to, and I had to pee and they like put a bathroom on top of the boss. So I didn't have to play the boss anymore. And I like peed all over it. There's like all this stuff that I had in this dream. And I kept thinking about it And I, and I got <laughs> up and I got up and I played the boss and I did the strategy that I thought I was going to do and then I beat it right then. Wow. And I'll tell you about it later if you get stuck on a boss that Did you pee on your
0: Switch? It's right? whatever.
1: No, I didn't. But no the idea that I had worked worked perfectly and I want to tell you about it but I don't want to spoil it for you. I want you to try to figure out your own strategy. And that's one of the things that are so cool about this game is that you can find there's there's multiple strategies for every boss. Like you don't have to do it a specific way. You can figure out cuz I watched there were sometimes I got I got stuck and I watched a playthrough of of how people did it. But then I yeah, but then you do it on your own. Like I like like the the last boss on this, I'm like you know, I felt like I couldn't do it. And basically what I did is I just I just like turned the music off and I just put on a podcast. I just put on like Axe of the Blood God or whatever, and just kinda just zoned out until I beat the boss. I just zoned out, just listened to a podcast, and just kept playing it until I got in the rhythm and then I did it. You know, so that's it kind of reminds me of like one time I was playing uh what was it the x-men 2 gamecube game wolverine's revenge or whatever it was called there's like this you have to fight magneto which is incredibly hard because magneto can you know he controls metal he throws wolverine all over the place and i was having the hard hardest time with it and i just could not do it and basically I, I turned i muted the tv and i just started playing cursive i started playing a cursive album and it got me through i needed to just not listen to video game music anymore and just zone out and focus on something else and that's how that's how i did it on this one but it's great. I I encourage you to play more of it, John. It's very, very good. It's very good game. Oh, yeah, I definitely it's will.
0: will. It's very rewarding, I feel. Like some some of that harder stuff, it just and, and, and it's and challenging. But, been, it,
1: but you feel like not cheated on it.
0: Yeah, not looking stuff up has been really great. Um, and just kind of piecing it together sort of the way you think the developers maybe wanted you to, and also feeling dumb for like overlooking really silly things, but still not I don't know. I never got like super frustrated or stuck. I always would find my way eventually. But knowing there's all these extra secrets that I'm just probably going to get the bad ending and then start looking online for stuff.
1: Well, I guess from what from what I heard is in order to get the good ending, and the good ending is really sweet. Like I, I watched it just to watch it because I didn't think I'd ever get to it. And it and it is worth it. I'll, I'll just say it is worth it. And there's a little bit of a, it's a kind of like a Majora's Mask ending. That's all I'll say. There's, there's a little reminiscent of that game in there for me. But uh, but I guess, wh- I think what you have to do is you have to find all the secret fairies, which I could not figure out how to do that, even with looking online. And you have to find all the manual pages. And that's how you beat. And that's how you beat it with the secret ending. But st- I mean, re- still, regardless of that, the game is great. And uh, have, you, have you figured out the Holy Cross yet? Do you know what that is? Like what my middle name was? No. Because that's in the manual as well. It's basically, it's... It's a series of directions that you push on the D-pad to open certain doors that can't be opened that are oh. called the holy cross. But they but I it's in the doors. The, it's in the manual. Like and I'm pretty sure you have the page cuz you get the page pretty early. It just shows your character sitting on a rock and it shows the and I didn't look this up. I found it in the manual. And it shows you what you need to push and it will open certain doors. And there was like a door that I kept putting the I kept putting the directions in and it didn't open. And then I realized that the door was flipped. So it was the upside down Holy Cross. So you had to do all of the moves backwards the other way. And it opened. And I'm like, this game is fucking genius. Like, seriously, like the, yeah, I don't know. Like the the depth of this, of the secrets in this just keep, it's they're mind boggling as I put in the notes. But that's great. I'm just saying.
0: It's a puzzle game that makes sense. You know, like the puzzles don't seem obtuse. They, once you figure them out, they, they, they fit in the context of the gameplay.
1: Exactly. Yeah. It's a, you just have to think about it. And, and like I said, the, the, the answer is right in front of you. Like when you're like, I can't get to that, that, uh, that, like I was saying, I can't get to that treasure. Look at the map in the manual. The map in the manual will show you how to do it. You just have to look at where you are and where the treasure is. And it will be just a little line behind the wall, but it'll show you exactly where it is. And I noticed that later when I was tracking down stuff that I found on the internet, I looked on the map and I was like, wait, it was on the map the whole time. I didn't have to look at the internet. It's on the manual. It's right there. Like, they're giving it right to you. You just have to look for it, which I think is really cool. It's a game for manual
2: enthusiasts. Remember, there was always the kids (laughs) who would read the manual thoroughly, you know, bring it to school or whatever. Yeah. And there was kids like me who never read the manual and just, dove right into the game so yeah i'm gonna have to train myself
1: it was it, it, i mean it's all it was almost like uh it was like ready player one almost right where they like where they have to look behind the lines or whatever to figure out however they won their shit and that like you gotta drive backwards or you gotta find some fucking reference to monty python at some point and that's how you win is not that how that movie works or how that
2: i watched i don't the, remember the movie so much i blocked it out
1: i watched part of it i watched part of it while i was waiting waiting for wrestling to come on at my mom's house and i was like man that cgi looks really bad in this but but that's but I realize enough that yeah it's all about like looking behind the well like the golden path stuff is pretty much like oh you know in the corner over there like tunics like elbow there's like an S down there and that S actually means something like that's how you find figure out the golden path it's like just looking between the lines on everything and finding like secret codes and everything so yeah it's kind of got its own sort of like uh like what would you call it like conspiracy theory stuff in there I guess but it's great it's a great fucking game like I. As 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 like as like um, annoying the bosses were, still when I was playing, I was like, "This game is great." I'm like, "This game is good. This is a really good game." So I mean, yeah, I'm glad you were able to dive yourself into it, Jeremy. And if you ever need, I know you're not looking for help, but if you need need help, let
0: me. I mean, I might eventually ask, but I've been thus far, I've been figuring it out on my own and enjoying doing that.
1: Yeah, it's very rewarding, frustrating. Well, frustratingly challenging, but rewarding at the same time. So. Yeah, I like it a lot, and the music is fantastic. Like, uh, I I bought the soundtrack last week to put it on the episode, and I'm not, I have no regrets on that. And if you're on our, if you're a five dollar patron, there's uh, four Tunic songs on the latest WRT Radio that you can listen to on there towards the end. So it's good stuff. It really reminds me a lot of the, like I mentioned last week, it's like the, it's reminiscent of like the peaceful Donkey Kong Country stuff where the the level's hard but the music's really soft. So you're getting your ass kicked, but it still has that beautiful piano and stuff in the background. There's, some of it reminds me of like aquatic ambience or like a or um, bramble blast stuff like that. Is there? I mean, is there anything else you wanted to say about it? Like, is there any parts that were like, hey, that you really loved playing it?
0: I think the manual is my favorite part because I didn't give a shit about it at first, but once I realized I had to look at it, um, I became more obsessed with trying to find the pieces of it. Whenever I'd see one, I'd try my hardest to get to it, you know, because not only do I want whatever the information is, but I want to sequentially have every page. Mm-hmm. And uh, the fact that it's giving you pages all around and it doesn't make sense, it'll be like, for more information, visit this page. And you don't have that page yet. Yeah. So that gets you excited for whenever you do find it. And uh, sometimes you'll find when you're like, damn it, I don't care about that. That's like for mm-hmm. much later in the game. But then also you'll realize like maybe some element of it's relevant now still. Um, It just like the whole game just kind of went from this I don't know what the fuck I'm doing, I sort of get it, to it's just all these disparate elements all over the place. And it's kind of like, you know, I mean, it's uh, kind of a lame metaphor, but for me, it's like a jigsaw puzzle or like a a cloud of gas, like a condensing in the liquid. It just, it all comes together. And now the game is just in general makes more sense, like as a thing. And like, I am genuinely interested in these fox creatures that are all over the place and whatever is going on with them because I've seen some weird shit lately with those things. Just wait. And I love foxes. Lots of people love foxes. I'm one of those people. Mm-hmm. I have a Fox tattoo. So I love playing as a Fox in a video game.
1: You do. Yeah. You got the Disney one, right? Yep. Uh, Robin Hood. Yeah, know, I, I I thought it was really, really brilliant how like you would, it's it, so you find these different pages, but the time that you find the page makes sense to wherever you are most of the time, even though it's all completely out of order. But then when you get everything together later, it makes sense somehow. Like, it just has this really cool, like, puzzleness to it that I just, I don't know how they do it. But, yeah, it's—it's it's, the manual part is really, really cool. And I, I, I kind of wish, like I said, I kind of wish every game did that after that. Where it's like, it actually was important to look at. I mean, they, they kind of did that with the Turtles collection, you know, where they created a manual that didn't exist, and you could go back and you could look at, like, the moves of all the characters in the tournament fighters and stuff like that, but... But yeah, just, this one was actually, it's important, because like, you, you're really not going to know what you're doing if, you're not, if you don't look at the manual. So so look at it. It's important. Yeah, we can move on from that. I guess next week we can actually, I'll save all these notes for next week when you get farther into it, so I can be like, oh, no, that's what...
0: Yeah, I will say, I, I, I feel kind of guilty. I forgot about Splatoon. I got pretty much, once I got, once I started playing this game, it's all that I played this whole week.
1: I mean, but that's, I mean, that's good, at least that you throwing yourself Mm -hmm. into it it wasn't like you bought a game and you didn't like it you know you can actually immerse yourself into it you know Mm -hmm. that's what i was trying to do too i wanted to do like bluetooth with the headphones and all that i never got to that but i I just was listening to it through the speakers but yeah
0: it's just i got a uh i bought a soundbar a couple weeks ago oh i have one of those just because i never had i've never gotten actual speakers for my pc i've had for six years now so I was like it's it was not a whole lot more just to get a sound bar and then I could plug my TV into it as well up here. So mm-hmm. yeah, bumping the bumping the Tunic soundtrack through the sound bar is pretty fun.
1: Yeah, I I, I am I am kind of envious that your TV has a Bluetooth straight out of it though, and you don't have to use a, an adapter. Which mine doesn't have Bluetooth. That's the only difference. I think we talked about that before, but
0: it's pretty cool. I mean,
1: I, I have an adapter, but it's it's kind of annoying. Well, it's annoying because it only has one output and and it has to share the adapter with the soundbar now so i have to unplug the soundbar to put the adapter in and then and then do the headphones and you know
0: i have to make sure the tv's not on if i want to use the headphones for something else because it'll default to the tv and it's really hard to like get it to not connect to the tv mm. once it has so you gotta <laughs> I have to turn the tv off to but sometimes i'll like put my headphones on and I, I can't for the life of me in my house get them to connect and then i'm like oh it's because they're still connected to the tv that is on like standby mode right now
1: uh, most of the time it's my phone, like I, because my headphones will automatically connect to my phone, and I just have to, I just make sure to turn the Bluetooth off of my phone, so my headphones won't connect, and then it can ne- connect to other things. Like if I want to connect it to the switch or sense. to the TV or whatever, I just have to make sure the phone's off, because it automatically connects to that or my car, you know. Well, that's my phone, not my headphones, but whatever. Anyway, uh, if you've said enough about Tunic, why don't we talk about uh, the those that, that other game, um, Monkey Island
2: oh yeah so the other game that i bought this week and the reason why i haven't played as much tunic is uh, return to monkey island which is a game that i've been looking forward to since uh it was revealed i love point and click adventure games like that's one of my one of my top genres and i've said it before on the show like i always felt like like this was something special like especially on pc like it was a game type of game that i could only play on PC and and I thought that that was um, that was interesting to me. It was there were types of games that you could really focus on the story and develop characters and have a real cinematic experience with jokes and interesting plot developments. And that's what I loved about these games, that plus the fact that you could play them in a more uh, relaxed state of mind, like and this that's true of this one too. like you can just at the end of the day, you're stressed, you turn on, return to monkey island, and you're going to have just a good time with the being, being drawn into this world with no pressure. Nothing's got to come, come to kill you. Just relax and have a good time solving these puzzles. And it's, it's a fun game. It's a really fun, uh, great first person, excuse me, first person, uh, point and click adventure. I remember like, you remember a couple of weeks ago, it made the news that some people were harassing ron gilbert over the visuals of this game
1: that that was like months ago was like a few months ago it was whenever it was was, a while ago yeah it was whenever it was revealed because the i think it was mostly because the style wasn't the same as the original like uh lucas style like it wasn't that like pixely characters and all that it was more like well originally the
2: game was from 30 years ago and so it was pixelated not by you know a stylistic choice but by necessity it's just how, how it looked so now with this new game it's chosen a very distinct art style which is gorgeous like these people who were complaining about this stuff, i have no idea what they were talking about this game looks beautiful it's like i was playing it at my sister's house um you know it was, uh, it was our birthday this weekend me and my twin sister and so i was over at her house and uh my parents were over and you know i had it up on the tv and um, my sister stopped and said what is this and she's not really that interested in uh, she, i mean she plays video games but not not as much as I do and all that. And my, my dad was interested in he sat on the couch and was like looking at it, admiring it and stuff. It's it's a head turner. It's very good looking. And to someone walking by, it's that old thing like from the Wind Waker. Remember when like your parents walked in, and they thought it was a cartoon or something like that. Like it's exactly like that. It looks like a cartoon.
1: Well, people threw, people threw a fit about that game too, though. Right. The they're they talking about at that the time, time they're like, "Oh my god, it looks like a card. I-, I thought it looked. Actually, I wasn't really sure what to think about it of at first, but I mean, I, th- I thought it looked really good.
2: This game looks looks gorgeous. Like I guess I mean, you might compare it to something like the South Park games. Like that that game just looks like the show, and this just looks like you're watching a movie or something, like a, a cool animated movie. I, I I love it. I I'm I've been drawn in completely to this game.
1: I'm I'm watching a review of it right now just to see like the the way it looks and I I feel like it it kind of looks like like you're saying like maybe the way they originally wanted it to look if they had the ability to Yeah, that's exa- that's
2: exactly my take from it. Like I think it kind
1: of right? kind of has the same feeling but it but the but the sprite art or whatever looks better, you know, like that that type of thing. I never played Monkey yeah. Island but I played enough point and click LucasArts games. You know, I played like a uh, I played like Full Throttle and like the mm-hmm. Indiana Jones game and Sam and Max and stuff like that at the time. That it kind of reminds me of that, except the sprites look much better, you know. But it still kind of yeah. plays the same way. It still kind of moves across the world as it would. But it
2: right, uh, it feels right in line with all all of those. Grim uh, Grim Bendango is another one that I played recently, and yeah, you yeah, that one came out with ninety seven or something like that. It feels like right in line with all those classic Lucas Arts games. And so if you have any interest in point and click adventures, I say, this is a must buy. This is up there with the best of them. And it's funny too. I should mention that it's laugh out loud. Funny. Um, there's like some really corny puns that you can't help but laugh at. Like one that happened recently was uh, I, I go into a store and there's this, uh, among the other items in the store, there's a safe, which just kind of stands out. And so you click on the safe and, uh, Guybrush asks the store owner, "Like, oh, what's this safe doing here?" And the store owner says, "Oh, my friend gave it to me for safekeeping." Uh. Like, ah, yeah, very funny. Yeah, um, there's some other funny moments in there too. Like, I don't want to spoil them all, but one one moment in particular had me had me laughing out loud for for a good like 20 seconds. It was just a perfect setup. You think things are going to go one way, and then they go another way, and and yeah, it's very funny. Well written. Well written game.
1: Yeah, point and clicks are kind of my dark spot now. I guess. I mean, I played them. I played them when I was in high school, but I just, yeah, I can't really get my head into it now. Which I think we we talked about that before. I'm sure. But
2: I think whenever you find yourself in a moment where you're like, I just want like a low pressure, low to no pressure.
1: Yeah, but point and click isn't right? point and click isn't low pressure for me though. Like it's it, low pressure is different for different people. Like low pressure yeah. for me is like playing an old school first person shooter or something. I don't have to think about that because I've played those for so long. But point but point and click for me is high pressure because I don't know what to do. And I feel like I'm wasting time. And I feel like I need oh, to like play the same too. area over and over again to try to figure out where the fucking jerky is or whatever, you know, like the, the one dumb thing that I can't find. And, it, and it's, well, and, 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 and it doesn't feel that. relaxing to me. It feels stressful. So, I mean,
2: they've done a good job resolving that. You can, you have a, a hint book, uh, which you get that from the shopkeeper. And, and it's kind of another funny moment where he's like, what is this? uh the shopkeeper says oh it's a hint book oh it's like oh what's that it's a book of hints it's a yeah. book of hints like yeah. she's spelling it out for you clearly like this is a book of hints and it uh, anytime you are stuck you can open it up i haven't dared open it up yet. i just i kind of want to like sure i, I want to rough it i like these kind of games but it, it does hold your hand if you want it to in fact it'll even at the start there's a casual you select casual mode or or pro mode so if you really want to just breeze through it i think you can
1: And uh, that is something that I forgot to mention as far as Tunic goes is there is the option to, you can actually make yourself invincible in Tunic if you get completely frustrated. There's an easy mode and there's an invincibility mode that you can turn on in the options if you don't like getting killed over and over again in the bosses. Just let anybody know who's actually playing it. And if you get too frustrated, you can actually turn that on and just kind of breeze through
2: it. It is nice also playing a game that is like fully professionally voice acted all the way through um you know sometimes you get games that that uh, have voice acting here and there and then other times you have to just like read whatever's being said and this is the full cinematic experience um it feels like every, uh, every corner of the game has been given the appropriate amount of love including the performances it's, i'm recognizing some of the voices um, i think i heard rob paulson in there someone that sounds a lot like him uh, probably he's in everything yeah, Probably so.
1: His name and his name is Robert Paulson. That yep. has to be something Paulson. to do with him, right? Like I after I heard about I've him, always like wanted after that. A, yeah. after like Fight Club, like like I mean I didn't hear it until after that, but but Robert Paulson, the the voice of Raphael in the original Turtles and the voice of Donatello in the much later better Turtles, the 2012 one. No, he's great Echo. In, well, and and Arthur from the Tick, like not to mention, like he did a million different amazing voices and all that, but yeah, I mean, I a he Was always called Rob Paulson, but it's still like it's so close. I'm like, what? There has to be some sort of connection on that. I
0: don't know.
3: It's Rob Paulson.
1: I don't know. I actually read. I read the the Fight Club sequel, the comic book, which was actually written by a uh, by the same writer as the book. Mm. And it's it's, it's Chuck
0: Palahniuk. Yeah, Chuck Palahniuk. Yeah,
1: it's a. It's completely out there, but they do like. I think it ends with the guy like killing himself and saying, and everybody saying my, his name is Robert Paulson and, bel- and burying him. It's like, it's ridiculous. It's a ridiculous fucking comic. But I actually, how do bought you write it? it? No, He's I mean w- the main character, like Jack, or actually his name isn't Jack in the comic. They gave him a real name, but yeah, that's, it's the, the comic is a fucking mess. And he has, and he has a kid like with you know with the uh, HBC Helena Bonham Carter's character or whatever from the movie. It's ridiculous, but I did read the read the read the sequel to to um to Fight Club in comic book form, and that's the only version it was out in. There was no novel, and it was ridiculous. Sidetracked, but, but I'm glad you're enjoying uh, Return to Monkey Island. And now I figured it would be I would com- completely in your real house.
2: Yep, definitely highly recommended. Yeah,
1: should definitely check out more Tunic if you have a chance. Though I saw you were playing a bunch. You've been you've been back on your uh back on the Super Mario Maker two stuff, right?
2: Yeah, because that a uh, Super Mario Maker 5 kind of got me back into it. I've been really enjoying it, which I beat that this week too. And I beat last week? I don't remember. But I beat that.
1: It was in earlier. between it was in between episodes. You just started it last week.
2: Oh okay. Yeah I beat that as well. Uh, I can say for sure that he did a fantastic fantastic job, just like I said, last week, uh making it seem like uh like Nintendo made that. So go play that if you haven't already.
1: Yeah, Jess and I were talking about playing it but we haven't gotten around to it yet. But it's definitely well worth on the it. I was wondering I, I didn't look into it, but there was somebody on Super Mario Maker one who did actually do like a sequel to Super Mario World that we played at that time that was really good and I wondered if it was the same person or not. But I'd have to do some digging to figure that out. But there was somebody who did like that we had played and we had to find like the specific levels on the first on the Wii U one and it was really, really good. So I wonder if that's the same person. Probably not, but, but it, it reminded me of that when I was when I was listening to it.
2: Oh, and I don't remember if I said it before or, or during the podcast but uh, yeah Trey and Jeremy they gave me the, the money to get these games so I appreciate it thank you guys That, that came at the right time because I'm currently in between apartments I actually have two apartments right now so uh, wow. as I'm moving uh, my budget is tight at the moment didn't have any money for games this month so you guys came through in the clutch and uh, let me get some new games so I appreciate that very much
1: oh well, nice I always like to throw you a little something. And I was like, "Play Tunic," and I was like, "Oh wait, maybe I, I, I guess I've, I've I've added this torture to you of having to play Tunic now." But yeah, if uh, if that's all we've been playing, why don't we take a break and then we'll talk about the news and the topic. Sure.
0: Just go to patreon.com slash Nintendo Main Podcast and. Hey, Mario, let go! Whoa, whoa, whoa,
3: whoa, whoa, whoa,
1: whoa. Whoa, He's throwing us back to the show! So long, Bowser! Ah! Ah! Ah, patreon.com slash Nintendo Podcast! Game over! break let's talk about the news well let's, uh, let's let's talk about the the games that are being being released for this week and the rest of the year your wallet says ouch when you oh. see it or at least uh, i wanted to make a full list of it just because i'm like i want to keep track of all these things because it's uh, it's going to be like ridiculous through the next the rest of the year but this is just what's coming out this week actually this one at the top here that you have a comment for that was last week but did anybody want more skyrim because uh Skyrim Anniversary (laughs) Edition just came out of nowhere. You know how much I love Skyrim, which I don't, but here it is again for whatever, was it like 60 bucks or something? Skyrim.
0: Yeah, I don't understand.
2: 70 or 80 bucks.
0: So I I think what happened was this version released on last generation consoles and then Switch came out and then the original version came out for Switch, right?
1: No, I mean, it was supposed to be, it was supposed to be the remastered edition. Oh. Skyrim was, but it wasn't, but graphically. It wasn't, but I think whatever they did to like make it more playable or something, maybe, or do or do they do that with Skyrim? I don't know. I I thought it was the remastered version, but not graphically. But what were you saying? Anyway, it's just like
0: all of a sudden, hey, there's a Skyrim's up again for sixty (laughs) bucks. (laughs) Cool.
1: Well, actually, from what I heard for anybody who already had it, you could upgrade for free. So that's cool. So 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 if you had bought it for really cheap and it is on sale a lot, it's actually I was trying to double check, it's actually seventy dollars. The anniversary version, seventy bucks. Seventy bucks on Switch, which is you know, seventy bucks is the new price. You know, the gameflation, whatever you want to call it, is the new uh, um, amount going around on true, you know, actual next generation systems. But I, from what I heard is, if you bought the original Skyrim, or if you bought it like on a discount or whatever for twenty bucks, and it's on sale a lot, you can actually upgrade to the anniversary edition for free, which is pretty cool, I guess. I don't know what you. So get why is it even on
2: sale for seventy dollars then? Like, why wouldn't you just buy the old one? An upgrade for free. Don't ask me, man. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I'm just saying. I mean, well, they kinda didn't they
1: do like a similar they kinda did a similar thing with uh with like uh Witcher Three where they released it with the updates and you could but I don't know what the difference was. Like you you could get like a different version of it, but you could do it. If you had a I guess if you had a physical version you could get it, but they had one where everything was in one thing and you didn't have to download them separately or whatever. I don't know. It doesn't matter. I don't like Skyrim, so we just it's fine, you know, to talk that much longer about How do
0: you know you don't like it? you never played it.
1: Cuz I played the one before it. I played Oblivion. And uh, from what I heard nothing changed. So it's uh the things that I hated about Oblivion are still there. That's why I don't want to, I don't want to play a thing and feel like I wasted my time.
0: Yeah, I don't I'm I don't like Skyrim either even though I did buy it.
1: You um, did buy it. You bought it on PS4 somewhat
0: recently for PS. You, d- you
1: yeah. did for cheap. But hey, you know, you can only you can fuck around in there. But speaking of things that uh I know we're all going to buy. Uh let's sing Abba came out this week. For forty oh for forty dollars. Hey, I you know Jeremy knows. Uh, you probably know John. I, I'm a fan of ABBA. I like ABBA. I have ABBA gold on, on record. So you know I'm all right. Okay. I never watched the Mamma Mia movies. Don't need to. But there's some there's some AB songs that are pretty good. But I heard I heard the game is all right actually. If you're into Let's Sing and all that, which I know uh, you are to a point. The one where you gotta use Jeremy. your phone. Yes, yeah, the one where you can use your phone, which I think I mean that's better than buying a microphone peripheral and all that. So,
0: so it's not a port of this game, is it? Uh, <laughs> I'm a SingStar?
1: Oh yeah, on PS3? Yeah, no. Well, shit, maybe that would be funny. I have to tell
0: Shauna, because she's been like trying to find a way to play that. We, since I don't have a PS3, they bought that. Her and her brother bought that probably over a year ago now. The and, PS4,
1: uh, I guess. P- I guess the PS4 isn't backwards compatible, is it? Never tried. Also, yet. we don't
0: have the. Uh, oh, the we don't have a microphone for yeah for the PS3.
1: Hey, if you want to, you want to throw forty bucks down, or wait, or wait till it's your birthday throw some uh, eShop points down that you might get from one of us at that time and that's the one you use <laughs> your phone for i think so yeah i think on the switch you can Probably use your so. phone and sing into it and it'll connect with it or whatever hmm. yeah i don't know i mean I- i've never played any of them but people like them you know i've heard people say that let's sing is cool uh, i hope it's not all abba i mean that for 40 bucks like there should be some other songs in there nothing against abba i'm just saying and there's another uh yum yum cook star doesn't that have something to do with cooking mama cook star maybe not necessarily but there's a cooking game that came out this week for 40 dollars.
0: is this one also well. on the blockchain
1: i <laughs> fuck i don't know maybe <laughs> Uh, the, the next one was something I did want to mention a second for a little bit because I did try to play it. And apparently I can't play it and no one else can. But uh, uh, Overwatch 2 came out this week. And uh, Overwatch 1 is not available anymore because they automatically want to cut completely cut off Overwatch 1 for Overwatch 2. And it's free to play on Switch. So I'm like, oh, cool, I'll, I'll give it a try for the show. Uh, I tried it earlier. I tried it for like about 30 minutes or so and just couldn't get into a match. It just kept like signing me out. And actually saw uh, people on Twitch because the other yesterday I was like, well, I should look on Twitch see if I can find anybody playing Overwatch. And mostly it was people playing other games and just waiting for them to eventually get logged on to Overwatch 2 because I guess apparently it was the whole thing. And I heard like the switch version got hacked or something like that. there's this whole thing, but either way, I couldn't play Overwatch 2. not I mean, I don't really care that much about Overwatch one. It doesn't really matter. I just wanted to play it just for the just for content for the show. But I just couldn't. It kept saying, like, it would say, like, you're behind 500 people, and then you get disconnected. It's like, you're behind 900 people, you get disconnected. You're behind 300 people, you get disconnected. So it's just like, I did it for, like, a half hour, and I'm like, okay, I'm going to play with 2 and 3. Fuck this.
2: I was confused because I downloaded it, but when it was finished downloading, the logo, uh, uh, the the icon on on the Switch was Overwatch 1. It still says Overwatch 1, yeah. I was really confused. I had to go back and, like, did I accidentally (laughs) buy Overwatch 1? Like, I... Because I knew that Overwatch 1 cost money, yeah, and that just confused me. It threw me off. I thought I accidentally spent money when I didn't mean to.
1: No, I mean, it's because they killed Overwatch 1 right when they did it. No, I, I thought that was really weird, too, that the icon was still the same. What's even stranger is if you go to your uh, profile on Switch, the profile picture shows that you played Overwatch 2. It's a completely different picture than what's on your menu. So, cause it shows that it's like, it's like played Overwatch 2 for two hours. And I'm like, no, I didn't. I never got connected, but it, but it took the two hours that I played when it was free to play. Cause it was free to play for like that month. I played it a little bit just to try it out. The first one, yeah. it carried, o- carried that time onto two. So it's all like the same ed- entity because they're killing Overwatch 1 and doing 2. Jeez. I don't know. I, I just wanted to I just
0: wanted Crawling to try into it. its Hollowed out corpse. I, um, I, I did
1: I did see some funny tweets on Twitter where people being like, "Hey, we're winning on we're winning on Fortnite cuz nobody's playing cuz they're all trying to play uh, Overwatch 2." And I thought that was kind of funny. They're like,
0: "Quick, the mods are asleep. Play Fortnite."
1: They're like, "Get on get on like get on Fortnite. We we've been winning like one after another cuz there's only like 3 of us here." <laughs> and I was like, "That's funny, but I'm not going to play Fortnite cuz I was still trying to get through 2 but
3: yeah."
0: Wow. So so do you think uh if there is a place these things go after they die do you think stadia and uh overwatch are hanging out together
1: oh well that i mean we we're gonna mention that later but yeah stadia's dead Oops. too uh who called that from the beginning i did i mean did i any, think we any all anything? did i think everybody did, did anybody <laughs> okay, have I, would any actually,
0: I would be interested to find that clip from because i feel like i almost been positive i was i, I mentioned I, google glass like immediately
3: I, oh like, no i think you did yeah <laughs> actually
1: a uh, funny uh so when i used to work when i used to work at the bar when i used to work at the owl you know i have my uh custom made doom 64 shirt that i made because it's like the best doom game ever anyway i was wearing it at the owl and somebody came in and mentioned it like oh dude that that shirt's great he's like what how do you feel about uh what was it whatever the second doom the 2016 doom eternal he's like what do you feel about how do you feel about doom eternal I'm like, yeah, it looks cool. And he's like, I can't wait to play it on Stadia. I'm like, what? Did you really say that? Like, are you a real mm-hmm. person that really wants to play this on Stadia? You're fa- Stadia, I'm like, you're a fucking plant. Like, you are not a real person. You're state. You're like a Stadia employee that showed up. It's just funny to see some person be like, I want to play that on Stadia instead of like PS4. Or, you know, five didn't exist at the time. But like, why would you <laughs> say like that's coming to Stadia? That's awesome. <laughs> like, it's like the one person I ever met that cared about Stadia. Like, seriously.
2: I was listening to a CU podcast and they were talking about the same topic. And apparently there's somebody somewhere in the world who got a stadia tattoo.
1: Oh God. Well, I mean every wow. people get dumb tattoos of everything. Yes, they do. So I mean, yeah. It's it's always funny to see like I mean if you see tattoos where people get tattoos of like Mario and Luigi and like their their like colors are switched. Or I've seen like the yeah. same thing with like Star Wars where the lightsabers are the wrong colors and all that, and you have a tattoo of that.
0: It'd be funny to be like to, for their claim to fame to be like i was the first person with a stadia tattoo before they were gone i'm a true stadia fan like when in lincoln illinois they were like it was the first town named lincoln before he was dead or no before he was president uh lincoln illinois that was their claim to fame it's kind of like stadia being like or that person be like that about a stadia tattoo i kind of want a stadia <laughs> tattoo what is that even isn't it like just a stolen logo wasn't it like a stolen logo it uh, a
2: squiggle like, of some kind
1: i don't even know but it doesn't exist anymore.
0: <laughs> Man, they pulled the plug on that shit. They did, Google yeah. is great
1: at that. Apparently, they like paid off the people that had games on there or whatever is what I heard. They're going to refund
2: like, every yeah. purchase ever made on, on Stadia. So that's pretty cool. So your you friend might to play
0: Overwatch 2 for free. Yeah. yeah. Overwatch 2... Uh...
1: Oh, Doom, Doom, Eternal. And Doom Eternal! I don't even know. If it, I don't even know if it even came to stay. I don't even even came to Stadia, and that's and just some one, one guy that I that I served beer to one night. <laughs> like my friend, you know, just like some. That would be dude. a
0: funny gag. Just go around and look for people, anybody wearing a video game related T-shirt. Then strike up a conversation and be like, "Can't wait for that to come out on Stadia."
1: That was the one guy who said that, and I was just kind of like. Wait, what? It's like a double take with Stadia? You're the only person He's to talk about Stadia in the wild.
2: Game. Yeah. <laughs> it's stadia. He's crying.
0: He's asking, is it okay if I hook up my Stadia to, to the TV?
2: <laughs>
0: one last one time. One last time.
1: Yeah, who knows what they do over there.
0: I brought my own controller.
1: I mean, their internet's not great there, so it probably won't work. It will work less than it did anywhere else. But speaking about other games that no one cares about, uh, Alfred Hitchcock's Vertigo came out this week i remember uh john posting that on the news way way yep. back when where it looks nothing like the vertigo
2: movie but whatever yeah it's a game it's interesting you know it's a, it looks like a point-and-click adventure to me so i did put it on my wish list just to keep an eye on it and i don't know if it's going to be any good i'll, I'll look at the review see, see when it's five bucks yeah i mean it's out so. it's
1: out now and nobody's reviewing it so it's probably because everyone right now is focused on near automata which is which might be out in a half hour maybe that's right now. There was kind of an interesting story about Nier Automata that I wanted to mention. Uh, I thought that maybe I got hacked because I got a, I got an email from Nintendo saying that I had pre-ordered Nier Automata like a couple weeks ago and I never did. And I'm like, holy shit, what the fuck happened? And then all of a sudden Nier Automata showed up on my Switch but, mm. it, but it wasn't downloaded and I wasn't charged for it. It didn't actually take into my money, but I was just like what's going on here? But regardless, I changed my password and all that stuff. But uh, it was really weird. I mean, I didn't think that much about it because I was planning on buying near anyway, but it was weird that it just was like, you pre-ordered it. And I'm like, and I automatically went to the eShop and it showed that I had not pre-ordered it. So I was like, what the fuck is this? I mean, I don't know. I get like all sorts of spam emails that are like, you owe this much money to QuickBooks. And it's like, no, I don't because it's a spam. You know, I don't know if you guys get that, but I've got a bunch of them. Um,
0: yeah. But- or like your Amazon purchased...
1: Or it's like a it Norton—you own this job. much to Norton Security or whatever—and like yeah, garbage like that. So I thought it was just like one of those things, but it was like official Nintendo, and then it showed up there, but it didn't download and it didn't charge me. So then I changed my account password, and I did end up buying it, of course, because I do want to play it still. But it was kind of weird that it just like sort. Did you ever
2: contact Nintendo about it and no. be like hey, what's up?
1: Nah. No. I mean, well, I, I think maybe it's Square Enix like heard our podcast at some point and said I was interested in it and made it No, no. They probably don't listen to us. No, yeah, I didn't contact weird. anybody, but I just changed my password and that's that. But it was it was still weird. But uh let's let's transition from there and talk about the rest of the games. The games for the rest of the year here. I just wanted to put I just wanted to put the list together because it's kind of insane. What's coming out right now. And I kind of like put asterisks by ones that I may be interested, maybe not. Because it's it's basically the it's the onslaught right now of video games through the rest of the year. For anybody who says that there's no games on Switch, you're full of shit right now. That's what I want to tell you. Because there's a ton of them fucking coming out right now. So Nier Automata coming out on October 6th. That's tomorrow. That's coming out. There's also a game called Wiz Orb, which I was kind of interested in because it reminded me of Pinball Quest, but in breakout form basically mm-hmm. you move the okay you move the ball around and it's like an rpg it's like a breakout rpg and i thought that sounded kind of cool and i think it's like 10 bucks or something like that it's cheap but it was just i had an idea about it but i was like i'll probably just be playing near so i might get might not get it friday no man's sky comes out october 7th i heard it runs pretty well on switch actually i watched some of it moving around i was like maybe i'll play that later i don't know i don't know if i'll play it around on the bat because like i said near near automata i'm gonna put all my time on that but, I mean, it, it looks all right. It's a, it's it's crazy that this is a game that was, like, so bad when it came out at the beginning. And now it's gotten to where it's playable now, I guess. And people like it. And, and now it's on Switch. Well, we will be on Switch, you know, on the next day. So, so there's another one to October. Um, Proteus, which is the game we talked about, like, two weeks ago. That first-person shooter mm. that looks really cool. I really want to play it. Supposedly it'll be out on this Friday. We'll see. I'm planning on getting it if it does come out. If it doesn't, you know, we'll wait another month or whatever. Who knows? Some sort of crazy bug was in there uh lego brick tales which is a i guess it's a lego game where you kind of build stuff in the video game you build lego stuff i guess it would be cool if you don't have enough space to build Legos or you don't have the money i don't know if you looked into buying lego things but they're fucking
0: expensive
1: like oh, the, like seriously like even like just like a small like little smart sp- star wars set or whatever it's like 400 dollars for like legos it's like insane like i just kind of
0: have around you seen that a bit. uh is it called like the mighty bowser or whatever the new lego set Yeah, I did. That that
1: one's (laughs) expensive, too. That's multiple hundreds. Yeah, I looked at that as well. It's
0: almost like a puppet kind of thing.
1: I mean, it looks cool, but it's expensive as fuck. I mean, you could buy a whole Switch for that price. But, I mean, that's one I saw people talking about. Uh, Xenoblade Chronicles 3 DLC is coming out on the 13th, which is uh, Jess and I's three-year anniversary. Oh, wow. I'm not playing. I mean, I'll get this one eventually. I don't think I'll get it on the 13th because i still got to work work it through the game. And that robot person that's in there is not that intriguing, even though I do kind of like the challenge mode and all that. But that'll be something I'll deal with later after I beat the game. But yeah, that'll be our three-year anniversary for that next Thursday. And uh, this one is just kind of one that came out of the blue from a Star Trek convention in Chicago, actually. But Star Trek Prodigy, the Switch game, is coming out on the 14th. And Star mm-hmm. Trek Prodigy, for anybody who isn't familiar, it basically kind of looks like the Clone Wars, Star Wars stuff in animation. Yeah. It's actually it's actually a good game a good show. I like the show. Yeah, it's
2: a Nickelodeon show. Yeah, it's a
1: Nickelodeon show, oh, yeah. but it's based it's basically a Star Trek show for people who don't understand Star Trek. So, the main characters are people who are not part of the Federation, but they get roped they basically end up on this on this like um ship that has a Janeway on there. Well, actually the CGI Janeway that basically mm-hmm. explains to them how the Federation works and how Star Trek works. So, it's kind of like a beginner Star Trek show. And I thought it was really cool. Actually, I really enjoyed it. There's a, there, there was like one season that was broken in half, and actually the next season is going to happen at the end of Lower Decks. With Lower Decks, only has a few like three more weeks left, I think. So it's it's going to come back again. There was a character called Rock Talk that I really liked. which actually reminded me of The Thing. It's like a big rocky character, but like more like gentle and not like fighting or whatever. But the but yeah no Prodigy like the show was really good. So I was curious about the game. The game kind of looks like it's a like a multiplayer shooter thing, which is so not Star Trek. Like, people Star Trek are not, like, going around and killing people. Like, so I'm like, right. this doesn't fit the... Definitely doesn't fit Star Trek and definitely doesn't fit Prodigy either. Like, Prodigy, you know, was never really like that, so I don't know. It was just kind of a question mark. I just thought it was interesting that it was coming out so soon. Um, uh, Mario, the Mario Plus Rabbits Sparks of Hope comes out on the 20th. Um That one's kind of like... People seem to like it. I don't know. It's definitely... And I know Jeremy mentioned this before. I mean, the first Mario Plus Rabbits went on sale pretty pretty quick, and it was selling for like seven bucks at some point or something like that. So, if I have any interest in this one, I'll just wait. And I, I do I do think this one might be a little more interesting because you can grind now with the original one; you could not level up, but now you can. So maybe it's a little bit better. Ooh. And now the um now the rabbits talk, which is kind of weird. Like they actually speak. They they don't like grunt or make weird rabbit noises. They actually say uh, words. Uh- which is whatever—it's its own thing. The Sparks of Hope are actually the fucking little um, little star guys from uh, from uh, Mario Galaxy. That's oh. basically what they are. And they, there's, I guess, there's a joke in there where they mention what they are, but they're like, no, oh, don't call them that. Um, uh, Cobra Kai's Cobra Kai Two: Dojos Rising is coming out on the same day. October twentieth, I I I played the beat up a little bit the first Cobra Kai and it was all right. It was a uh, it wasn't you know it wasn't as good as like Streets of Rage four and all that stuff. But I had fun with it at the time because I was really and I haven't finished season five yet. So maybe if I get around to that, maybe I'll do it. But probably not because the day after that is the big release for me, which is Persona Five Royal Royale. If you want to say that uh, oh, October October twenty fourth uh, t- October twenty first. Persona 5, which I'm still hoping to beat Xenoblade Chronicles 3 by then. But yeah, Persona 5 coming to Switch, finally. I'm very excited about having Persona on,
0: on finally. Switch. We've been talking about this since Switch started.
1: That's what I'm saying. Finally made it to Switch. And uh, Persona is a 100-hour-plus 100 100 game, so I think it works better on handheld than it would on a TV. So I hope you get through all those days. I mean, you have to live through like a whole year or something you have a cat that tells you when to go to bed. But it's great. Yeah. You can hang out in Tokyo, and the music is fantastic. So listen to it with your headphones on.
0: Is that the one that has the Mirage Sessions?
1: Tokyo Mirage Sessions? That's a different game. Oh, that's a different
0: one, yeah. But it's yeah. in a Persona universe.
1: It's the same company, yeah. Well, well, I mean, Tokyo Mirage Sessions is basically the flip of Shin Megami Tensei. So instead of SMT, it's TMS, and TMS is Tokyo mm-hmm. Mirage Sessions, plus Fire Emblem. So it has Fire Emblem, like spirits that you use, which were like the demons from Shin Megami Tensei. But yeah, it, it is still in that world. It's the same company. But yeah, the soundtrack is fantastic. And then all, uh, and then after that, on the 28th, Bayonetta 3. It's another one that I want to get because... It's a
0: great release date for Bayonetta. Like,
1: right by Halloween, like three days away yeah. from Halloween, right? I mean, what, what, is your, what are your thoughts on Bayonetta I'm 3, pretty... Jeremy? I mean, you played through 1 and 2. Are you thinking I'm about getting 3? Yes, I will get it. I'll say, feel free wanna, to chime in if anybody wants to get any of these games.
0: Oh, uh, yeah. So far, I haven't really been super interested in any of these. Uh... I've thought about No Man's Sky a, a lot, but it's another one of those things where I would just be better off getting it cheaper on something else probably than getting it on the Switch. It'll run better. Sure. But you can play it um, you can
1: play it handheld. I
0: don't care about
1: Nothing. that. Yeah, I mean, you don't do that, so it doesn't
0: matter. <laughs> Not no more. Not since I don't ride the bus anymore, really. But um, I do like to use it when I travel. That's the only time. Uh, Resident Evil Village Cloud. That's a... Uh, Oh, game yeah. <laughs> that i don't really care about because i own yeah. it on the ps4 so
1: so the same day uh bayonetta 3 on the same day i actually had to kind of look for this a little bit uh resident evil village cloud on the 28th uh so yeah i, I played the demo and the demo did not run well and and it's selling for 40 dollars. you can probably get it cheaper on a better system that's the but i don't know maybe they'll make it better when it actually comes through i don't know if they're going to put like seven and and two and three and all that on the same day but yeah making making uh Halloween even more crowded. Oh, and speaking of Halloween, I don't have it on here, but we definitely need to mention it. There was a game that was just, was like just announced like a couple of days ago, and friends of ours are working on it, and that's the the Garbage Pail Kids game.
2: It's coming. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, yeah, I have that later on on, on the list. But, Yeah, this is Garbage Pail Kids. Yeah, game. but it's coming from... but
1: but I think it's coming out on that same day. I think it's coming out on the 28th. Oh. So, uh no, it's, yeah, it's, it's, it's coming the 25th to NES actually. And Switch. Yeah, it's an 8-bit eight, eight bit, eight bit pit platformer. It's going to be available on Switch on the 25th, so it would actually be out before Bayonetta.
2: And is this a real, I was having trouble trying to decide, is, is this a real, like, lost game, or are they just, like, playing that up? Because I do think I recall hearing that there was a Garbage pale Kids game uh, in development that was, was canceled. I think, I think they were kind of doing a little
1: bit of both is what I felt from it. Like that maybe it was canceled, but they're playing it up like it's this big thing. But what I think is really, really cool is that our friends Retrotainment are doing it. Like the ones who did like uh, Haunted Halloween 85 and 86 and all that, who have actually been on our show multiple times. They're doing... very good hands. Yeah. They, they, are do- they are actually doing this game with Digital Eclipse. With another person that we interviewed from Digital Eclipse was in the same video... Yeah, so the people who did uh, the Cowbunga Collection are also doing this, and Retrotainment is doing it, so that's awesome. I definitely uh, want to reach out to them, and hopefully we can talk to them before the game releases, because, like I said, That'd they've be been cool. on our show like two or three other times. So, so yeah. But, yeah, no, it looks, I mean, I'm I'm into it just f- for support of them.
2: i play a Garbage Fail Kids game. I like Garbage Fail Kids.
1: I was never really that huge into Garbage Fail Kids. I actually honestly thought it was kind of gross when I was a kid, because there's like <laughs> Band-Aid Brad or whatever, it's like it's like all just it's real gross.
2: I liked the movie as a kid, and I, re- I watched it again recently. Oh yeah, the Maybe movie's like weird. Years ago,
1: <laughs> I watched the movie with one of my old roommates, and I was like, "This
2: is like really." Bad. It still has catch value today. Like it, it, it's not a great movie, but but as a cult classic, certainly. It was. Yeah, I mean, I think it, I think it
1: was mostly like the uh, the production value was real low. Like because there's that a lot sense. of because aren't they like wearing like costume like bodies? Yeah, pretty it's much, definitely like, like little like, people
2: wearing wearing costumes.
1: Yeah, oh it's, it, it looked, I mean, it looked like, uh, it, it looked like mascots, you know, like mascot costume type thing. And now oh, the characters look really weird and yeah, it wasn't really, wasn't really so it. like,
2: like it's, it's, it's got that, 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 uh, eighties kid movie thing where they're, they weren't afraid to like get gross or, or weird or, or be offensive, dark. Like it was definitely, it definitely looks like a dark oh, movie. No. It does not look like a kid's movie.
0: There's a character this game though that her she shoots snot out of her nose so she's got the perpetual leaky snot nose that's her like actual attack (laughs) yep Uh, i'll play it me too it looks really cool i I like uh i like the look of it it does have their kind of style on it you can see it
1: like i said it's coming out for 10 bucks too like come on thats you can you can do that just uh you know just don't buy your coffee for the week or whatever just just throw 10 bucks to retrotainment because they're awesome you yeah, know I was really excited I saw it because I'm friends with them on Facebook and they posted and said like hey we're doing this and I'm like oh that's fucking rad so I got so I got more excited about it so yeah that's another throwing it into the many many things of October on the 25th let's see where were we so after that we have a shatter which we talked about last week that's the that's another like breakout type game but that was a really good game on ps3 that was 10 bucks too. That's on the second, which I'm planning on picking that up.
3: Oh,
0: that's the one I thought you were talking about when you mentioned Wizard earlier.
1: Oh no, no, Wizorb's a different game. And there's actually there, there's a whole other game that's called like Arkanoid Express that's like coming out in the meantime as well. It's like they're just like really just pushing right into those breakout type games. Which if you're it's into the it, then go for it. You know, if you're if you're all for it, I'd be all for it. But uh, the main one coming out after Shatter is uh, a of course, on. The 4th of November. I'm very excited yeah. about Harvestella. I am too. I saw you played it for like three hours. I did as well in the demo. Jeremy did. I, think and, I haven't, did about yeah, and I
0: haven't gone, I haven't finished it because I don't want to because I'm I'm going to be sad when it's over. So I've just been having it sit there, not quite finished.
1: I thought the story was really good. I was really intrigued by the story. There are, there are some, kind of some weird stuff for the game, but I, I'm interested to see how people rate it or whatever. But on the same day, It Takes Two is coming out as well on November 4th.
2: It was a maybe for me.
1: I was going to say, I know you were, you were interested in that one, John. That's the, the two player game. I'm kind of interested in it too. I mean, it would have to be, you know, I would have to play it online because it's too 3D. Like Jess and I can't play it together, but I mean, it's, it it like won multiple awards, so I'm definitely interested in it. So I don't know. Uh, Four days after that, this one, uh, I'm not necessarily interested in, but I do like following it just because, but Sonic Frontiers has a, the 8th of November release date. Uh, wow. Wasn't there... Can't you get, like, soap shoes or something if you uh, pre-order? <laughs> it? There was, like, so something about it where... I saw people making fun of it where it's like pre-order Mario and you'll get the overalls that you won't get regularly or whatever. I mean that one's just kind of. I'm just real interested in that one because I've seen people kind of go back and forth on it. Like some people love it, some people don't. You know, like actually, I mean, Game Explain. I think I don't know they them and Nintendo Life getting mixed up in my mind. Anyway, somebody said they really liked playing it when they actually played it at whatever event they went to play it at. So I don't know. But, I mean, not that I would buy a Sonic game like for full price when it came out, but I'm still just kind of interested to see. What becomes of it when whatever becomes of it happens? You know,
2: I'm in the same boat. I'm just watching from afar with low expectations.
1: That's probably the best way to get into it because if you have low low expectations, you'll never be disappointed. Also, if you come into something with absolutely no expectations, you might like it because it'll be better than what you ever thought it was going to be. You know, oh, if
0: you're going you, never, you gonna get. know about it and you remain ignorant to it, then you're happiest of all. <laughs> That's true. Sure,
1: ignorance is bliss, right? They said that in the Matrix once. Um, on the same day. As Sonic Frontiers is a Sifu. That was another one you showed interest in, John. Yeah, I want to get this age. game. I mean, I love beat em ups. And
2: I remember first hearing about this about a year or so ago on all the other systems and thinking, man, I wish that was on Switch. Well, here it
1: there is. There you go. It's uh, almost like a month away, a couple was days away. Is this the one where you like come back as
0: a descendant or whatever? Or am I of something else?
1: I'm actually really interested in Sifu too, because this is the one where, like, when you die, you age, right? So, like, you want to try to, like, get through it and be, like, at a lower age. Like, because I guess when you get a game over, you, like, age a certain amount of years and your character won't perform as well, like, because you're older. Like, the whole idea of it sounded really cool to me. So, I'm definitely interested in this one as well. It's not a definite for me just because it's very close to Harvestella, which is 100% for me. But I am very, very interested in it as well because I heard it was – it sounded like something I could really get into. Like, I like the idea of it. So, I mean, I I think it looks uh, might look a little rough on Switch compared to the other versions, but I haven't seen the other versions. Uh, tactics orger Reborn on 11.11. Make a wish. Uh, that one's coming out. That's a Tactics game, so I don't know if I'll really get into it, but I know people love it, so whatever. I had to put it on there. Pokemon Scarlet Violet, 18th of November. I'm getting that one because I have to. I'm getting the Violet version because purple is one of my favorite colors, so... Going with Guess them. I'm
0: getting Scar- Scarlet Johansson.
1: Here you're getting the Johansson version. No, I'm, I mean, you know, I'm interested. I'm hoping that all the open world stuff works as well as they want. I mean, they're saying it's like you can go to all the different gyms at different times. Like, that sounds really cool. And it always releases right around Thanksgiving. And that's kind of, I do have like a, you know, I always have memories of playing like Pokemon around Thanksgiving. And like, I have to, I have to play it. I have to try it. Even though I haven't beaten. I mean, the last Pokemon I beat was Arceus, which came out this year. At the beginning, even. What the fuck? It's been a crazy year. If we ever did a Patreon episode about it, which I think I put on the Slack before, if we had to vote what our favorite year of the Switch was, it wasn't the year that the Switch launched, I would say this year, because I think this year has been insane as far as, like, releases go. I mean, for, well, for me, for a JRPG fan, it's been nothing but food forever. So much food that I can't eat all of it, but it's been great. Um, Romancing Saga Minstrel Song remance- Remastered, that's a word salad. <laughs> it's another, it's another uh, romance. It's another saga game. I just put it on there just to add extra stuff to it. That's coming out on the 1st of December. That's a maybe for me. Dragon Quest Treasures, December 9th. That's Definitely 100% game. for me. Mm-hmm. Have you watched that? Have you watched any of those trailers, Jeremy? At all? No. You got to watch it just enough to hear the music from Dragon Quest 11. Cause you just hear that little music of Dragon Quest 11 and you get brought back to the beauty of Dragon Quest 11 and the beauty of 2019 the time before the pandemic and all that, when everything was fine, I did have some nostalgia about Dragon Quest Eleven, obviously, because I love that game. But they play like the the music from the Overworld, and I'm like, all right, I'm already back here. I already have to play this game. So, yeah, no, I'm 100. I'm getting Dragon Quest. I love this fucking.
0: Games. I do. I do miss those times when I willfully was locked in the house playing a video game instead of I had to stay locked in the house playing a video game.
1: And I think you, you beat Dragon Quest before I did. You got to the first credits before yeah. I did. And then I got the second credits. But no, I mean it just yeah. it just reminded me of Dragon Quest and just played it too. Like I just love Dragon Quest Eleven. It's one of my favorite Switch games of all time. So it brought me back to that and I was like, Oh yeah. And Eric was one it was a very great character. He had some really good moves in that yes. one. And uh and yeah, I always wanted to know about what his what his sister were doing when they were thieves back in the day. So I'm super interested in it. Uh Final Fantasy Seven Crisis Core, had to look this one up too. It's coming out four days after this i mean and when i say look up i mean it's not on the eShop yet because i pull all this from the nintendo eShop. Uh, i had to look it up aside from that uh crisis core was a playstation portable game which apparently is very good basic kind of what i've seen from the videos reminds me a lot of ease which i love the way that the action rpg fighting and ease is like kind of similar to bayonetta even a little bit with witch time and you can kind of like dodge and like slow everything down that's what ease has i don't know if uh Final Fantasy VII Crisis Core has that, but I'm I'm very I'm interested in it. I don't know if I'll fully throw into it because Dragon Quest is coming right out before that. But but yeah, damn, that's a lot of games. And then John, let me know at the end there. Uh, gimmick. I only put gimmick at the end just because gimmick does not have a release date yet,
2: but it's confirmed for 2022. That's what Sometimes they say. Here.
1: Nice. but it does not have an actual date so i cannot put it in the map of where things are coming out and all that but gimmick of that's probably one i'll get i'm sure it's gonna be like 10 bucks or something like that so i'm Definitely sure yep. i'm sure i can at least like play it for a day to have content for the show or anything like that you know but yeah that's a fucking that's a ridiculous list of games there it's just uh i would just i will have things to play forever it sucks that dragon quest is coming out so close to the end because i don't know if i'll have enough time to play it to have it in like as a contender for game of the year and all that like i'm only uh because you know splatoon was it no not splatoon uh was it xenoblade chronicles 2 came out at like the end of that year and it was not a contender for game of the year for me because i only had like a week with it so i don't know i mean as of right now game game of the year for me is xenoblade chronicles 3 so it's gonna take a lot for anything to go above that but we'll see I don't know. This I feel like Nintendo. They just, did
2: release another Skyrim.
1: <laughs> Fuck that game. Skyrim got nothing on Xenoblade. Does but does does Skyrim like? Yeah, no. Skyrim's not even there. Does it have characters that die in like ten years and learn about how babies are born and <laughs> and like meet and meet other clans where people are different? No. Skyrim. Well, I mean, Skyrim is a is like a whatever is an American RPG, so it doesn't. It never had the uh, for for me. Never had the um, story that the jrpgs did it's got nothing xenoblade that's for sure but yeah, that's why i didn't
0: like. supposedly it, it was like the most like free feeling game at the time when it came out or whatever but i never felt that way even when i played it back then i, I mean for me
1: like the, the two main things i like about rpgs well there's actually three i like a uh, story there's no story there i like characters and i like uh music also i like overworld
0: being able to there's definitely see. a story like it's there's like entire books in that game
1: yeah, but but do. it's but there's the story. It's not for me. I have to read a bunch of shit. I have to oh, read right, like, yeah. I have to read like hundred pages of a story, and maybe I'll enjoy that. But as far as the way the game is presented to me, there's no. If you story.
0: like the manual in Tunic, you would love Skyrim <laughs> literal novels.
1: But the manuals in Tunic have like one percent of the, of the amount of <laughs> words that are in like fucking Skyrim. Like, seriously, I, I can just look at pictures and be like, oh, this is pretty. Well, there's no pictures in any of those. All right. So let's talk to our let's talk about our other big topic of the week. And that is the Super Mario Brothers movie, which uh, so there's going to be a direct happening tomorrow. Like I said, unfortunately, we can't record after the direct, unfortunately, which I was like, that's weird. Right. They're doing a direct. So does that mean that, like, the teaser is going to be a little bit longer. Right. They're, it's not gonna gonna going to be like a two into, minute direct. Right.
2: Them talking to the producers and all that. And maybe they'll even have Chris Pratt and Charlie Day on or something like that. They'll make a big show of it.
1: Uh, so I, I guess the big thing we should probably focus on on this episode is the poster. So there's a poster that's been released and it's basically Mario, you know, standing with his back to the, to the camera They you got all the toads around him. Apparently they have teeth now, but uh, actually I looked at the poster and I was like, the poster looks all right. The, yeah, only thing that, the only thing that looks weird is Mario. Like, the Mario body looks strange. Like, I don't know. Maybe it's, like, the yeah. realness of the pants. Maybe it's the lack of ass in there. I mean, yeah. it's the lack it's of whole ass. Thing. I mean, yeah. I, I can relate. I have no ass <laughs> either. But, you know, like, it's it's weird. It looks strange. And the hat looks weird, too. Like, the way it's just, like, it's cappy in it there. Just looks it just looks, like looks, looks,
2: kind of looks like a real hat. Like It looks kind of more gigantic. Yeah. It, it reminded me of the hat that we got sent. Years ago, from Club Nintendo, like
1: yeah, but that still kind of looked like the Mario hat, which is it's up here. Somewhere. Right,
2: I don't know. The, the when I say Mario looks looks weird in the poster, it's like it's not the way that Mario that Sonic looked weird in the initial trailer. Like, not even in a comparison. <laughs> no, no, com, no comparison. The, the teeth, like, the, the ugly Sonic. Yeah, the Mario in, in the poster. We're seeing him from behind. You know, it it looks within the range of Mario. It's just a, it's just different, and would take some getting used to. For yeah, me, where's his still, ass? <laughs> yeah. it, it still looks off, though. I mean, it looks off where you're just like
1: something's wrong here. I'm not sure what.
2: I can understand they needed to make it look different because it, we would have felt cheated if we went to the went to the movie theater and it was just like it looked like a you know a GameCube cutscene or something like that. You know what I mean?
1: I, yeah, would, I would I would pay little. for I would pay for that. Those sunshine cutscenes
2: are great.
0: <laughs> they are
1: well, I, <laughs> well. I mean, let me tell maybe you, son, get their, maybe Maybe next uh, time you'll Oscar. get them. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Th- those sunshine cutscenes are amazingly hilarious. If they put that in a movie and put it in a theater, I would go there. Even though I, we don't really go to movies anymore because of COVID, never went away. It's still there. It's still around. Be careful. I did get boosted again though, so hey, <laughs> but, yeah.
2: I don't know. I'm, and then the, the other thing was that we we. Maybe have seen what Mario's face looks like because there was supposedly yeah. a leak through McDonald's. Some some McDonald's employee
1: posted
0: McDonald's causing leaks? Never heard of it.
1: Well, cool. didn't they didn't they leak uh supersonic as well? I saw somebody mentioning that on Twitter. I Maybe was just talking about like
0: it? bodily leaks. <laughs>
1: so what do you I mean, what do you what do you think about this leak? I think honestly
0: I think it's real. I wanna see it.
1: Talking about like how we uh I mean, I could just just Google Mario leak McDonald's. You'll find it anywhere. Um, talking about how we no, were it. talking about the poster and how we were looking at Mario and how his body looks weird. Uh, just look at the front of Mario there and the front of Mario looks weird too. So it kind of fits in that same, you know, like uh, uncanny valley-ness of the back of Mario from the poster. So that's probably what it is. And just imagine Chris Pratt being Chris Pratt and there you go switch is what you got there oh my god for me
2: the the front view it just kind of looks like like his proportions are a little bit more human versus versus the usual mario like his his arms are a little longer yeah his some head's people a little bit smaller yeah. his shoulders are a little bit wider
1: he's wearing a button-up shirt he's never had a collar like under the under the overalls oh yeah well
0: words. it's gotta be him
1: i mean it look. i mean honestly like I mean, that looks like it. Like, yeah. somebody would make that up. Like, hands well, on a little bit smaller. Well, and if you look in the back, like, the, the way the gloves, like, the little, the part where it separates in the middle is in the same spot. Yep. I think that's the big thing for me is the gloves look the same as they do
2: from the back. So, it's kind of like. You uh, also have to uh, keep in mind that this is a, I mean, this looks like, you know, not the best quality uh, picture.
0: Well, I think it's like from a piece of, yeah, it's a piece of promotional material. From it, it
1: was from like a McDonald's slack or something like that. In really?
0: Australia, because they call it a Maccas.
2: His mustache doesn't look as bushy. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I'll reserve my final judgment for the trailer tomorrow.
0: But Just remember, this is the same <laughs> studio that made Minions. Oh, he's only got, oh, no, he does have five fingers. Uh, yeah, it's got that Minions look to it. I mean, the pants, Look at the, look at those overalls. That's minions overalls.
1: I mean, it's an or it's an origin story. Like his mustache is going to start small, and by the third movie, it'll be the full mustache that you know of.
0: And he's going to do butt, jump his exercises. Butt will, his butt
1: will finally get there. Yeah,
2: as he does his jumps.
0: <laughs> Princess Peach will stuff some super mushrooms of the back of his pants. You got ass.
1: <laughs> I mean, yeah, it's the origin story. And it, honestly, if you look at the poster and you look at the way the toads are like looking at him. They're obviously very surprised at him being there and all that. So it's, I mean, obviously it's the first movie he's got to get there. He's got to, he's got to find the warp zone
2: working on the,
1: working on the, whatever. Working on the drain. Working on the drain. There you he's go. He's got to give the yeah. princess
2: hand in the mushroom land.
1: Yeah. 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 We got to, we got to go back to, to that. There, there are some interesting stuff from the poster. Actually, uh, I showed this suggest uh, the other day, like yesterday. And uh, they were pointing out like one cool on the left there, the antique store that has like the the Mario three like a uh, eight bit stuff music for sale box. there. That's that's yeah. pretty cool. Like they have the key and like the the music box and yeah, there's like the little uh, yeah, there's, there's there's some cool shit in there. Well, it's got the little the musical notes that you jump on as well. Also, there's the the cheap cheap in a bag in the back there. Mm-hmm. Somebody like bought that as a you know as like a pet as or a whatever. pet yeah. And there's like the, the Yoshi there's like, there's like the uh, Yoshi fruits, even though Yoshi has not been confirmed for the movie.
0: Or wonder if he turns into pills.
1: I hope so. If they're
2: going full-on Super Mario Sunshine. I think they're going to save Yoshi for the sequel. They can't have all the characters in there, right?
3: At
0: well, the very end, they're all going to be gathered around an egg, and then it's going to crack. And they're going to go,
1: ooh. Yep. That's going to be the after credits. There you go. The after credits is going to show Boshi with the glasses, and they're going to be like, what?
2: Be, I, don't, be I, don't, I I think it's... I go back and forth between being hesitant and then also thinking that there's no way Nintendo would let this movie be released if if it was bad. I think I, I said it before. I think when they negotiated this contract, Nintendo had it in there that they had final approval on the movie and they could shelve it forever if they wanted to. I can't see Nintendo making a Mario movie any other way. If it turned out terrible, like I think they would be able to pull the plug on the whole project, stop it, and that would be that. I think that would be a risk worth it to illumination and universal and to get a a big property like Mario. I think they would agree to that risk of, of having this movie not, not ever come out, you know, if, if the quality was, was, was terrible. And I think uh, Nintendo would not agree to make a movie without that sort of uh, clause in the contract that they could hit the abort button at any time.
1: Well, I think Miyamoto is going to be on the direct tomorrow to tell us all about his Pikmin game on mobile and also tell us about how much he worked so hard to make the game, make the movie not bad. We'll he's see that start talking about tomorrow Mi when Tomo. it happens.
0: And we're going to be like, what the hell are you talking <laughs> about? Me about that game we got canceled years ago.
1: He's going to be it was your fault. It was your, you put it, it <laughs> was a great thing. It, it would have lived. You killed it. Me he's Tomo. just sitting Fuckers. there with a bottle. He's <laughs> drunk. <laughs> he's like, he's like <laughs> let me tell you
0: something about me, Tomo. It was
1: great. You you didn't let it live. It was it would have been. He amazing. starts flipping
0: over tables <laughs> in his own house. <laughs> it's like
1: you would you would you didn't let it live. I like Metobo. You know, I'm, I'm with you. I'm
0: with, with you. you. I miss it.
1: Metobo was good. Yeah, no, I, I don't. Yeah, I don't know. The, 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 this is what kind of weirds me out about this. Uh, so Keegan Michael Key is the voice of Toad. Is he going to be the voice of all the Toads? Like when Mario yep. goes to this world with them being everywhere, it's just going to be his voice, and it's not going to be like. Wow. Wow. Like that's weird to me cuz I expect all the toes to sound like that. So when the toes don't sound like that, I don't know. I mean, well, he's honestly.
0: Pretty, I mean, he's pretty good with voices, but No, I mean, I'm,
1: time, I'm not I'm not to, I'm not saying he's any Maybe of,
0: it'll maybe he'll Robin Williams it up and do a lot of different voices. I him. think he'll do a
1: bunch of different voices. I mean, yeah. no, no, he's a great actor. I'm just saying like it's just like it's hard to like I said, you know, doing video game movies is difficult cuz you expect people to sound a certain way. And when you have Jack Black on there doing like, I mean, Jeremy and I, we met the actual Bowser voice. We met Kenny Powers right. and all that. And it was like, uh, yeah. and it was, um, yeah, it was like, uh, and, and when you have, and you see Bowser and he's like, it's like, what the fuck is happening here? And all <laughs> of a sudden it's Tenacious D and it's like, I don't know.
2: I'm curious how much they're going to modulate everybody's voice to make it sound a little bit like the characters as we know them. They Maybe, have to know that we like, have this expectation that Bowser's going to have a deep growling voice. not not necessarily jack black's voice and mario's gonna sound like mario and not like chris pratt and like they they have to bring they have to have brought these actors like i don't know 50 percent of the way there to the the voice as we know it
0: well part of the getting people to watch the movie is to have the the stars in it so i would be surprised if their voices were altered all that much with the exception of doing multiple characters or whatever.
2: I do think that this is a, except I know that's the, the the usual way of animated movies, but I think that these characters in particular, having been around for and voiced for 25 years, um, I guess
0: it'd be kind of like, yeah, if the, fir- there's the first, it would be much, off. if like, this was the first Mickey movie. And it's like nineteen in the '60s or something like that. After, right, like, uh, introduced in the '20s.
1: I mean, from what I've seen, the response off of like the poster and the response off of like the leak of the face. What I've seen on my Twitter feed, like nobody gives a fuck about these actors. Like, I, I mean, I guess maybe you know whatever the the yeah, who's
0: Jack Black.
1: No, I'm I'm just saying like the the people that I follow, are, like what it shows me on trending is just like everybody's fucking talking about the poster. Like, nobody says anything about the people who are playing the characters. They're just talking about the design of the characters in the poster. I don't know.
0: I can't wait to hear how Jack Black's voice reverberates off those pipes when he speaks as Bowser.
1: <laughs> and it was uh, Kenny James, by the way. I said a different name, but yeah.
0: I think you said Kenny Bowser.
1: I said Kenny Powers, which I think is from that TV show that I never
0: watched. Willpower, winner of indie, the Indy the year we went. Was it? It was Willpower, yeah. Okay.
2: So a couple more notes about the Mario uh, movie. Uh, one is that nintendo pictures has released its new website you can go right now to nintendo-pictures.co.jp and check out their website and even apply for jobs and stuff Uh, so there it is apparently um they're getting ready to to get the influx of of uh interest from the movie and and maybe parlay that into whatever their next project is perhaps zelda i don't know
1: I don't want to deal with this all over again, for Zelda. You're gonna
2: deal with it all over again. No, like it.
1: No, I don't. I don't want the Nintendo Cinematic Universe. Please, just like, it's happening. Leave it alone. It's happening.
0: They all exist in the same universe.
1: To- you know what? Just we have to blame Sonic for this. Sonic is the reason that everything sucks now. While everybody's like, "Oh, hey, you remember this game series that you loved? Oh, you want a new version of it? Well, fuck you. We're making a fucking TV show of it, and that's what you have to fucking watch. You don't get to play any of it." It's fucking awful all of it. Seriously. We're getting
2: new Mario uh figures from Jack Specific.
1: Makes me want to puke every time. It's like, oh, here's another announcement of a video game series has a Netflix show or has a movie. Uh, is ne- this this is how Nintendo is going to twist the knife? They're going to be like, "You know what? We got a new F0 TV show starring Jack Black." Is uh, and I like Jack Black, but starring Jack Black is is fucking as fucking Blue Falcon and all that. I'm sorry, be like, Liam Fuck Neeson you.
0: as Captain Falcon.
1: Oh, yeah. It's like you really wanted to see Mother <laughs> 3? Well, here comes Mother, Free. Mother 3 as a movie, but never a game. We're never going to release it. It's going to be a fucking stupid-ass movie on Hulu. Watch it.
0: Only available in PAL.
1: <laughs> Coming to
2: Peacock. <laughs> Fuck you.
0: <laughs> like,
1: seriously. That's Being it...
2: re-released on Game Boy Advance video cartridges.
1: No, nah, I, mean, I mean, that would be an actual thing that you could play in a video game thing. And not on a fucking streaming service.
2: Speaking of things that you can play in an actual video game thing, somebody is remaking Super Mario Brothers in a realistic style starring Chris Pratt.
1: God, that shit looks horrible. Did you see it? He doesn't even climb. He doesn't even call him the fucking flag. He just like jumps at it. And then it's like, here, you won. I looks think like, that's kind of the like point. Looks like fucking though. garbage. The part
2: where it, it's—I mean—it's Chris Pratt in 3D running around as Mario. Yeah, but they, but they spent, the of, they spent the amount they
1: spent the amount of time to make the fucking like whatever HD like uh, the HD poly-, poly polygonal version of Chris Pratt, but he can't fucking slide down the fucking flagpole. Come on! I don't. I watched the whole fucking thing and it looked like shit. It, it's like oh, it's, it's like... one guy though. It's pretty impressive for one guy doing it. There's I know, but, so but, but you, like, you could at least um, like kind of make it look Unreal like the Engine game or whatever. I mean, it's like, oh yeah, the graphics are cool, but it looks nothing like Mario. Like, it's like, I don't know. It's like, they're not, you're not moving the way that Mario would. Like, slide down the fucking flagpole at least. Come on. It's like watching a shitty high-budget movie that has no plot.
0: Maybe they really wanted to do it, and there's some reason why.
1: Just for, just to get recognition on the internet, like most things. Yeah.
2: Speaking of getting recognition on the internet, Ed Sheeran has released a new Pokemon music video.
1: Who's that? Like seriously, who the oh, fuck is that? He's a pretty big artist.
2: Yeah, he's pretty popular. So he's really he's like, so he's uh,
1: tall. He's like nine feet. Nah. Yeah, he's eighty feet tall. Never heard of this guy before ever in my life.
2: Well, this video has five point eight million views. God, good for good for them.
0: Yeah, he's yep. uh he's just like a he's a songwriter, so he just writes a lot of stuff and he performs some of it and then other people perform a lot of it. So he just makes a bunch of money because he keeps writing them hits. This Queen is an official collaboration for probably,
1: for probably uh, younger than our uh, than the people who listen to this podcast.
2: It's an official collaboration with the Pokemon Company, so it's an official Pokemon music video. Looks well done. Celestial. I did not watch it.
0: Yeah, he's probably around the age of who someone who would have grown up with it. So it makes sense that he would uh, get all songy about it as a songwriter.
1: We should mention stuff that that uh, people who listen to this might care about. Um, Killer Queen Black. It's getting shut down completely the online at the end of november we all we all owned and played that game jeremy even uh, oh that's my birthday wow
0: another reason to be sad about my 40th birthday killer queen black shuts down
1: yeah it's uh, apparently they things must pass from what i was reading into it and they're saying that it was uh because it was a it was like a subsidiary of amazon or something like that and they're just like completing completely shutting it down they can't really do anything about it it runs yeah yeah
0: something about how what's running the game is an engine or a a service that amazon provided that they're shutting down
2: here's a quote from the company they say this is not something that was planned or foreseen killer queen black was built on top of amazon game sparks the service that provides back-end functionality for our game unfortunately amazon decided to shut down the service on the 30th of september Uh, we moved mountains and spent a treasure to migrate to a different provider but ultimately the task amounted to an almost complete rewrite of the game that's just not in the cards for liquid bit at this time we're working on plans to open source the game and hopefully with some luck and support it will rise again in the future so i know the game has a lot of fans and you know that said this is part of uh you know the world we live on. we live in now with online games they go away yeah eventually
1: i was just i mean i haven't played it in a while i just it was just kind of out of nowhere but yeah it was like uh
0: it was a fun game and it was cheap. Like, yeah. it was worth the money you spent. And if I remember correctly, it's the only one when I captured video.
1: Yeah, with uh, with talking in there. That's what I was trying to say earlier.
0: You can hear the people, yeah, complimenting me for doing well or whatever. It was nice. That was my
2: one experience with uh, public voice chat on the Switch when I accidentally left it on. Um, some guy was berating me for not doing the right thing. And just in the middle of the match, I shot him off and that felt pretty good. <laughs> oh, that's right. Yeah,
1: I remember when Splatoon one came out, and people were like, "Splatoon one has no voice chat. Buy it a hundred percent on <laughs> Wii U." Like, there's a whole thing people saying that it's like, "No, no voice chat. Buying it right now."
3: Kill
2: Queen Black was cool. Yeah, I fe- I, I I felt like I was going to get into that game more than I actually did, and uh, I, there was a period where I played it for a bit. I think my total play time was only something like maybe, maybe ten hours, maybe. But I felt like um, it was fun to get into, and then. Um, I don't know there was a certain curve where like people got really really good at it, and I fell behind the curve, and so I just went on to other things.
1: Yeah, I mean, I mean, there were like leagues of it at uh at Logan Arcade down the street from where we're at. Like they had leagues where people come in and play it, and yeah, I just uh I don't know. I mean, it just I played it, I played it like we all played it together, and I was like, this is cool, but I just I don't know. Online games are just competitive stuff. It's just not really for me. And they do say uh there were, there were some extra. Some extra paragraphs in there that that they said, um, just just like just saying people like just thanking everybody for putting as much time into it as they did, and and you know, and being like, hey, this is only so much we can do as an indie developer, and they and they I guess they at the end there they did say that they were able to secure a two month extension, and that's why when it was shut down at September thirtieth, they actually got it to go through November thirtieth, which is pretty good for what it is, you know. So hooray to them.
2: We should do one more.
1: There's a Hitman Three thing on there too. Do you want? Oh, to Oh, there's Hitman.
2: Let's do two more then. So yeah, uh, Hitman Three. That the Freelancer mode got delayed until uh, January of next year. That's unfortunate. I was looking forward to that. That's supposed to open the game up in a big way, where you can uh, travel around the map and you're chasing after somebody from territory to territory, and you're you're building up your arsenal along the way. It sounded like a cool uh, remix of the the traditional hitman formula I was looking forward to that but I guess I'll have to wait till uh, January 26th of next year
1: what was uh what was the other one that you wanted to say
2: the other one uh, I think we can end on this one is there the anniversary of star fox 2 and the Snes classic it's been five years
0: five years
1: well yeah it, uh, well it came out when the switch dropped because when we uh, when we were because that was the first uh, top 10 games of the year video I did on YouTube and uh, Star Fox 2 was in my top 10 games of the year. And there's a couple 3DS games as well because of that was when it happened. And I enjoyed Star Fox 2. I did a stream of it. I beat it at the time on Switch, On Twitch, I mean. <laughs> and it was cool. And then, yeah, it was later put on Switch. And it just like, kind of blew my mind, especially because I was so into uh, the um, Star Fox command on a DS. And I didn't realize how similar they were until after I played it. I was like, holy shit, it's the same fucking game. Except it's a uh, sixteen bit. So it was uh it was ridiculous. And there was one more thing I want to say before we go. Oh yeah, uh, just because this game is so near and dear to my heart. The oh. developer reveals that Nintendo had censored a location, a Marvel location from the Super Nintendo game Spider-Man and the X-Men in Arcade's Revenge, which has an incredible soundtrack. Uh, Tim Fallon was on that. I think it's kind of funny because the 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 location that they censored was Murder World. Because Murder, Murder World, World Murder World is a place that arcade goes to Yes, that's a villain. That's a that's an X Men villain named Arcade, who guess what? He puts you into video games in real life, and he can kill you. And when you die in games, you die in real life. I thought it was kind of funny. There was another thing that was posted on Twitter, which actually nobody reposted in news or whatever, but somebody actually showed like the original like outline for Spider Man versus the X Men, and like it just showed like the original notes of it when they were developing the game, and like they're like, well. Apocalypse, like, moves too much over here. He doesn't do enough mutant things. Or, like, why is he not doing this? And I read through a bunch of that, and it was pretty cool for me. I was like, oh, yeah. Because that's a game that I bought specifically for the soundtrack. Because that was the only way I could hear that, because there was no internet at the time. I guess there was AOL, but there's not as much. But I love that game just, just for the soundtrack. It's not a great game at all, but the music is fantastic. And at the time, you know, as, as comic book fans, we didn't have the Marvel Cinematic Universe. We didn't have... We didn't have much to go on, so any any video game uh, comic thing we had was you just had to play it and you had to cherish it, and as you had to be, that's just all you had there, and that's what you got. All right, is there anything else? There's nothing else, right? I can't think of anything we need either. to talk about. All right, so that's gonna be that's the end of episode 341. Thank you so much for listening. If you like hearing us and you want to hear the ultimate countdown of all the Nintendo systems and handhelds, the ultimate ranking. We did a very epic Patreon episode, and if you want to hear that, go to patreon.com/slash Main Podcast. And of course, if you want to hear all the music, all the 13 songs that are included in that episode, go to that same website. But but donate at a five dollar level, and you can hear the WRT Radio wrap up where we play all the intros and outros of the music uh, of that and the expansion pack. And it's a it's a good it's a good meaty one here. I think Lance would appreciate it if you're in Xenoblade Chronicles world. So. <laughs> Anyway, it'd be like, this is meatier enough. Anyway, listen to it. I think it's great. I really enjoyed making it and all that. And check that out. Um, and uh, you can find us on Twitter at, you find Jeremy and I at jmaxstack and at Nintendo underscore domain. You can also find us at youtube.com slash Podcast and twitch.tv slash Podcast. I'll stream soon, soon enough. And yeah, thanks everybody for listening. We've been your hosts. I'm Trey Johnson.
2: I'm Jerry McCaskey. John Linder.
1: And we'll see you next time.
2: See ya.
0: going? I'm a car coming at you. Oh no, nope. you can't see because of the
1: leaves. <laughs> yeah, I can see it. This week on Nintendo Main, we broke down. De- this week on Nintendo Main, we break down the big Nintendo Switch releases throughout. This week on Nintendo Main.